today is Thursday, December 6th. It's really going to expose my uneducated mess of a mind that I have oh, in dude. sports. Man, you were, you were shooting here, and you hit, like, here. Am I just a dumbass? Which, you know, is very possible and actually might be a real thing. Your wrist position in neutral is actually not straight. Your wrist position in neutral is at a 15 to 20 degree incline. How close was your relationship with Campbell? He's personable. He's definitely a player's coach. It's weird that, like, someone would break up with you when uh, there's so much chaos. Oh! <laughs> Are you, you proposing childbirth microtransactions? <laughs> All right. So let me tell you about the reproductive system. It's the first thing that you notice during someone's orgasm is the smell. There's <laughs> a question that needs to be asked. Untitled After Dark. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. You will see that I'm on the right-hand side of your screen now, and on the left-hand side of the screen is not Finn. It is good old... Honorary, we need to just make you honorary guest. Maybe, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Maybe we need to make this a three-person show. Just because, like, man, three three people works with just all of us together. It just, it you just, vote? it's just, wor- it just works. It's like, uh, it's just like NVIDIA's press conference on their graphics card or, or no, not NVIDIA, whoever it was, some game developers, like, it just works. I'm going to say that every time I have a an interview, it's just like, you know, hey, hey talk about this. It just works like project presentations but anyway uh today is episode 33 it is thursday november 4th 2021 it is currently 10 33 p.m in the central time you will you will also notice that we are an hour late that is on me because engineering student on campus late fun times awesome time i love my life um but yes again so guess so circle filling in for skidap skidap has another busy week uh he is scheduled to come back next week though Oh, going to be a banger show, banger of a show, not banger, banger show, not like that, we'll get banned from Twitch or something like that, going to be a banger of a show, not a banger show, um, but Circle Herc, how are you today? I'm here, and I uh, I feel pretty good, I think you would have had me at like, absolute best at 9.30, but you know, you're out there saving the world, dude, and uh if you got to push it back an hour, you got to push it back an hour. So I'm here. I feel great. It was actually very nice to meet you in person. I don't know if we'll talk about that later or not, but uh, hopefully we do because I have a lot of apologizing to do. Uh, and uh, good to see you again. Although it's weird now to s- you're so much different looking like through a monitor than you are in person. Uh, I think I will, because, I will say that because one, I was wearing a hat. A stocking cap. You were wearing a hat. Because I usually wear a hat anywhere anywhere I go except for inside my apartment. Actually, there have been a couple times though that I've fallen asleep. I've fallen asleep with my stocking cap on. There have been a couple times like that. I just sometimes I just forget that it's there. Um, but I've, yeah, I, I wear a hat usually when I'm out. And also, you can see more than just my chest and above uh, ah. when you and you will notice that uh, I am a skinny guy. Skinny yeah. guy. Uh, not uh, the cake probably looks better on camera than it does. In- this did, no, I no, it looks better in person. You you got like that swimmer body. You oh, know what I'm saying? It's weird because I've never, I was never a swimmer, and uh, 
what a college fashion, whatever they are, cutting fashion. I can't swim. You can't swim. I cannot swim. Oh man, we gotta go swimming. I can't. I can't swim. I mean, I can. My wife and I were just talking about that not too long ago. The people that can't, like, growing up with people, and then all of a sudden you like get out. You kind of like satellite to wherever you go because of school or wherever, and you start to meet all these people that can't swim. And it's like, oh my god, you can't swim! And it's like almost offensive to be like, can I teach you? And then people like, no, get away from me, like. (laughs) It's danger zone, dude. Like, I'm not getting in water. Are you serious? I know somebody who was in the Navy before, and he told me that uh, there were people in the Navy that didn't know how to swim. This was yeah. back in the 80s, but, you know, I don't, I, I, don't think, I don't think knowing how to swim is a requirement for joining the Navy, actually. Which is weird, because you think, oh, hey, you're out <laughs> overseas, on the seas, all the time. You don't have to swim. Ex- you just have to float. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I can float. I can float. I can doggy paddle. I can get. For, I can get from point A to point B. You're swimming, baby. Okay, You're yeah. swimming. Okay, so then I guess I can swim. Just, you might not be doing a butterfly, but like you're swimming. No. I can. I can get from point A to point B. Um, but I do better at sinking than I do floating. I don't know, which is really odd because I'm not. I'm. I'm like. I'm a small guy. I mean, yeah. you know, average height, but like. Actually, you know what? I actually think I would be considered overweight by the BMI, but because BMI... Oh, my God. Uh, you know, Skeet and I have talked about BMI before on the show, I think, because, you know, how stupid of a metric BMI is. Yeah. Because even, like, the healthiest person, like, you know, you could be... A five foot two bodybuilder could be considered overbe- or overbeast, over- obese. Overbeast. Uh, <laughs> overbeast. Over- <laughs> that might have to be the metric above obese. You know, you have, like, you have... Overweight, obese, morbidly obese, and overbeast, maybe. maybe yeah. That would be our thing. I'm gonna start, I think you start getting into, like, category two, category <laughs> three, <laughs> which is where I am somewhere. The doctors is like, we can't figure him out. Like, he's, a, he's shaped like a hedge. I don't, get, I don't know where he is. We're going to start have to use the Richter scale. We're going to call, like, a magnitude seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you are. Mm-hmm. You can feel him coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So I no, it was nice meeting you in person. Finally, it was. Uh, I was nervous, not as nervous. I was nervous for because, you know, I was working on a, uh, an assignment, a college assignment beforehand, and you know, I said I was going to be doing. I said I was going to be there. So I think I texted you at like seven thirty or no six thirty ish. I texted you yeah. at six thirty. Yeah. Um, but I actually didn't get back to my apartment because I texted you from campus. I didn't get back to my apartment until like an hour later, and my assignment took a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. And so I was just like, man. I feel bad because, like, I said, I said to this tech, I said, I'm going to be there. I will be there. But then I end up showing at 1130. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel bad because, like, I'm so late. I'm so late. And I'm not one of those people that I hate being late to things, to anything. I just hate being late. Well, it's not like there, there was a time or anything, but it was like <clears throat> the problem was is that I think we hadn't seen a lot of our friends in a long time. And so – uh, everybody went like they got there at like five thirty, and we started drinking. Like, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I take that back. We've been like tailgating or going over to watch parties and stuff with our friends and watching the Hawkeyes, and we go pretty hard. But for whatever reason, Halloween, and we because we made apple pie moonshine, and everybody brought over. You know, it was a party, and so we we started early. And we're old. We're on the the bad half of 30. And so when you're like, hey, man, I'm coming over. And then it's like 1130. 
half of the people had to like wake up at like well they were the hawks played at 11 the next day and mm-hmm. so everybody was like oh, i'm gonna go to bed and then jason shows up and i'm like all right well let's hang out in my kitchen and listen to the sweet sounds of snoring from like my partners in crime or whatever so i i was embarrassed i was hammered i don't know any i don't remember anything that happened really except for that uh my wife told me that we taught you or we made you play presidents and assholes with yeah. us and, I was, and an I was like and i was like i don't i was like i remember playing before he showed up i don't remember playing with him and so yeah and then and then like you messaged me the next day and said like you know i'm good got home and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry and then i didn't hear from you for a week and i was like this kid's never gonna talk to me again like i must have said something crazy outlandish or whatever but no. i just don't think you're on twitter no <laughs> like, i'm not on yeah. twitter that much and, and yeah. honestly this week like i i didn't so i didn't actually get around to seeing your message until like today because it's just this right. week has been you know I, when 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 friday and saturday occurred you know, I didn't think I was going to be, I was going through this week and thinking, okay, this week's going to be pretty relaxed and everything. And then I get to Monday and Monday just starts off like, okay, it set the tone for how this week is actually going to be. So like uh, now, now I think I can like, it's easy going until maybe like a Sunday morning. Um, there you go. But then again, Sunday morning, Sunday morning will be the day after the Texas game. And who knows how, uh, who knows if the, the Cyclones will get the job done, you know? Listen. I don't want to jinx anything for you guys. I know I'm a very superstitious guy, um, and I wouldn't dare say anything. But it just kind of seems like things aren't going well for those Texas kids right now. I would agree. I would agree with that. And you know, and I think Cyclone Larry said it's going to be 70 degrees. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like Cyclone fans, it's going to be nice in the Midwest for everybody to get back out after like a hellacious week couple weeks like last two weeks it's so cold cold. it's gonna be like 66 70 degrees and then you add on this new like (laughs) monkey gate thing or whatever in texas and like you know i don't know so i don't want to jinx anything but it could be brutal i i'm i'm yeah i mean playing coming into jack trice stadium is hard playing in jack trice stadium is hard Mm -hmm. the hawkeyes make it seem easy every time but um it is difficult um and it's it's after so because um, the Big Twelve and ESPN have this wonderful contract of like we're gonna <laughs> yeah. put it on ESPN Plus. I could not watch the game. I could not watch the Cyclone game. I watched the Hawkeye game. Um, I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't. I don't remember exactly how it went. Did you guys lose? Who did you guys play? Who did you guys even play? Who was it? I forgot. Uh, I I really yeah, don't we, know. I really don't remember. We got destroyed by Wisconsin. Oh, like, oh, okay. It was awful at Wisconsin, but it should like, yeah, it was terrible. Okay. See, you know, I maybe it's it's either one people haven't been talking about that game on Twitter because usually I I see what the Hawkeyes well, are doing after Twitter or, or usually when I see on Twitter. But also another thing was maybe I have maybe I just haven't been on Twitter this week. Maybe I haven't seen it. That and for better or for worse, I think that a lot of like <clears throat> the trend is if the Cyclones win and the Hawkeyes lose, that's all you're going to hear about online. But if they both lose, no one talks shit about anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, all right, we get it. <laughs> no one's saying shit. Did you uh, watch any of the game? I did. I remember watching parts of the game, but I don't really remember. That's the thing. The Hawkeyes or Iowa State? Hawkeye game. Yeah, so I slept. <laughs> I missed the entire 
first half because I because actually I'm blaming you. You kept me up way too late the night before. You reps you rep scallion. You you scoundrel. It's perfect. It's your fault. That's perfectly fair blame to put put on me. That is perfectly fair. Uh, and so uh, they apparently did even worse in the first half than they did in the second half, which I watched the second, and I don't know how you could do worse. Um, so yeah, I uh, hung over watched the second half of Iowa Wisconsin from my bed, like <laughs> like bedridden, like on, like literally on my deathbed, and I just I was just like Jason. Like every fucking five minutes, truth. Yeah, it's, it's so I, I do I do want to apologize for showing up late, but I felt like an obligation because I did need to get you. Uh, there's a current NFL player that uh, that <laughs> that uh, almost uh, wore it, almost wore it. That, so I needed to get that to you because I was I promised that I was going to get that to you that day, and I also promised that I was going to be showing up to party, but it's just like fucking uh iowa state no, statistics no, no. fucked me over that friday night so that's why i took so long no i was pumped i was so happy that you came over and like like i said if those people so half of my, half of the party left got an uber thank god i mean oh, you yeah. know, and then the other half stayed which was the plan um if they if they weren't there we probably would have just been we probably just went all night that, like that's how i was feeling but I just felt bad for those guys because we're literally my apartment's not tiny, but like we were in the kitchen, you know, the, the kitchen's kind of the hangout area and they were crashed in the living room, which is right there. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, there's no way they're going to be able to sleep. Dude, I had <clears throat> your your uh, DM was like, hey, thanks for inviting me. I had a blast or something like that. And I, I was like this. He's lying. There's no way he had a blast. I was way too fucked up. <laughs> there's no way he had fun. But I seriously did. I, it was crazy meeting you. Like, and then yeah, you gave me a gift, which was amazing. And we'll have to talk a little bit about that maybe privately because I've yeah no I I, I I've got some uh, I've got some gripes about the uh, vendor that sold us that sold uh, that we got those oh, from. Okay. But anyway, okay. we'll talk about yeah. that later. Yeah. No, like everything that I sent in my my DM to you is is genuine. I don't. I, I try to be as genuine as possible with everything that I say to anybody, and uh, the reason and you you probably don't remember this because if you said you don't remember really me me there at all, uh, you you before I left, um, I said or you told me like, hey, let me know when you get back home, and so I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. and so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be true to my word. I'm going to let you yeah. know, like you know, and, and all this stuff. Um, I I just I do feel bad for staying late because you know I I noticed, but um. I don't want to blame your wife, but but your wife. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't want to. No, you go for it, baby. I love blaming her for shit. Let's go. <laughs> she she was like so. I noticed that you were just like you wanted to go to bed. You wanted to go to bed, but your wife was just so energetic and like. And I even said like, "Hey, okay, let, no. let me know. Let me know. Just kick me out whenever you need me to kick. You need to kick me out. Like I'm fine with whatever I need. What needs yeah. to happen here." And she's like, "Oh no, you're fine, you're fine." And yeah. then you over here like, "Nah, man, you're you're <laughs> you're, you're good, you're good." Uh, no, yeah, that's exactly what was going on. Yeah, no, that that I love that because that's the truth. Uh, I was like, <clears throat> "Well," and the reason was, I like when I get drunk, I don't get. Thankfully, I think this is I think everybody who knows me would say this. I don't get like obnoxious. I don't get like uh, 
over the top, you know, like Loud. the messy, sloppy drunks. I don't get that. I get really happy and I get kind of laid back. Um, but the one thing that does go on in my mind is like, especially when I'm meeting somebody for the first time is like, I don't, I don't want this. To, I don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, that's and like totally fair. And, and so I'm con- like, uh, one of my friends got up to go to the bathroom and then ended up in our room instead of one of the couches. And that's when I was like, you got to go, man. There's going to be piss everywhere. Yeah. This guy's going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? I was just using it as an excuse. Like the last, he thing, would never do that. But yeah, the last thing you told me was, yeah, I think you should get going. Cause he's, 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 <laughs> he's kind of, cause like your friend went to the bathroom and right. your wife told me like, Oh, he's going to pee. All, I think, no, you said he's going to pee all over the bathroom. <laughs> and, and then I think, I think somebody said, somebody said that he was going to pee backwards. Like he was, he was just going to look at the toilet, turn the other way and pee on the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Nope. And then like, Evolved. and then your wife said like, Oh, I've had to throw away rugs multiple times beforehand. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then that's your, And then they were like, yeah, yeah. You should probably get going now. I'm like, no, Not- I totally understand. I should say in case for whatever he that person that we're talking about will never watch these. But if for some reason you're out there and you're watching this, we're not we didn't throw rugs away because of you. She's just saying in general, we have had parties where, dude, it's ridiculous for whatever reason we have. Maybe this is a common thing. It's a drunk know. thing. It's a drunk people thing. They oh, just, yeah. They miss where they pee for some reason. Oh, dude, it's a guy thing, too, yeah. where it's like. Girls are either throwing up projectile vomiting all over your bathroom or guys are just walking around like with the uh, plugged hose yeah. hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, here, here's what I've known for, for drunk girls is either one – actually, three options. One, they're super overly over the top trying to like grab anybody um, and like <laughs> super, it's super loud, happy, laughy. Um, yeah, I could talk about that in December because December I have a story about something. Um, there's two, they're like sloppy drunk crying or not, sorry, sloppy drunk throwing up or three sloppy drunk, not throwing up, but crying on the floor because yeah. they're embarrassed or, or they got stood up or something. They find something to cry about. And this isn't a dig at women. It's just what I've Oh, I've women. seen, I've seen male friends of mine do all of those things you just fucking listed. So I'm not even sure if it's a gender thing, but yeah, maybe, I, maybe I know you're right. talking. About. I haven't seen number three, but I've seen number one and two where they're just like, there's loud yeah. or there's throwing up, but I've never seen male guy crying on crying uncontrollably on the floor. With the <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I've seen what I have seen on the male side that I haven't seen on the woman's side. So I guess for number three for male. So like one and two are similar. But three, yeah, the fighting, aggressiveness, <laughs> stupid, yeah. fighting over stupid shit. I was at a wedding one time and the, you know, everybody was coming down. I think, everybody, I hope everybody was coming down. It was like hours, you know, the wedding reception had gone on for hours. It was cleanup time. All of a sudden, you know, these people are getting along during the wedding. And then when they're winding down, it's like, they're t- this is, I, I need to give some context. This is back in 2016, October 2016. So, so that, that matters a lot here. They're like, oh, you know, Hillary, man, it's just fucking Hillary, just fucking shit. And then like the other another person's like, oh, Trump, man, he's like fucking shit. And like they're just kind of like yelling at each other about like politics. I'm like, dude, politics are the worst thing to talk about when you're drunk. <laughs> now, and, now you want to do yeah, it after a wedding reception too? <laughs> like, oh man, like they just they argue about stupid. That's what men do. 
I don't. I haven't seen yeah. the crying thing, but you've seen the crying thing, and I trust that you've seen the crying thing. <laughs> um, Skidap has oh, yeah. seen the crying thing a lot because he lived on a, an entire floor full of sorority girls, and Ooh. quote, uh, and even other people that I knew that lived on the floor said, "quote every single Thursday night." So basically, right about now, right no, about now. no, no, in an hour, eleven fifty, eleven about eleven fifty, you'd hear screaming, crying, and like, oh, oh, he did this, like not not like you know assault. Or not there's no like none of that, but more like sure. oh he left me or he cheated on me this this or like he he I don't know some stupid shit and like oh god you just hear it in the hallways and like just outside their door sitting on the floor crying eyeliner just kind of just crying down their like they're just girl pick yourself up queen <laughs> you you are a queen you are you better are a than queen. This. yes yeah. I've got a great story about that it's, it's my wife before we were <laughs> before we were dating. Um, here's a fun story. Well, side story. So, uh, actually, I think we were just starting to see each other. My best friend and uh, lead guitarist in the band I play in needed to move out of the place he was in in Ames because they every year, or I don't know, maybe they don't do this anymore. But for a while there, as they were expanding Ames, every year your rent got up. They bumped it up every year, so I couldn't afford couldn't afford it. So we had to move to a new place. My girlfriend at the time uh, needed to find a new place. I was living in Bo- living and working in Boone, so I couldn't move in with either of them. So I was like, "All right, well, I trust both of you. Why don't you two live together? And I'll and it'll be like the weirdest threes company like remake of all time." Um, and it worked out great. And anyway, it was like probably one of the first weekends they lived together. Uh, my friend and I were playing guitar and we're drinking wine or whatever and. Uh, my girlfriend's like, I want to jam with you. She plays cello. I did not know. And that. yeah, and so we were like, okay, let's let's do this or whatever. And we, she's not a drinker. Hey, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see it when you came a, in. There's a viola there. There are two violas there. You go. there. Um, and we had. Been, she has been drinking. We've all been drinking. She's not a drinker. So you know, maybe whatever. Um, we all sit down to play. And for whatever reason, she just can't play. Like she'd had too many or whatever. And she'll laugh about it today. She'll tell you this story the exact same way. She's like, uh, my buddy and I were like, I don't know. It's just not going to work out tonight. Maybe, maybe him and I will just play guitars or whatever. And she just turns to us and her eyes are filling up with water. And she's just like, I just wanted to jam. And us. (laughs) Not that great of a story, but when you see a drunk girl crying, yeah, like, I, just, I, I just wanted to jam, and you know, like in that in that moment, they really mean it. Like she just wanted to fucking jam, man, and she's bummed out. And then the next day, she was like, "Did I say anything weird?" I'm like, yeah. "Nah, dude, nah, it's great. It, it, it was adorable. It, it was adorable." It's one of those things that you know it wouldn't have been that big of a deal to her if she wasn't or she was sober. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the joke of it is just yeah. like, what? Like I said, <laughs> like what? Like, I don't care. Like you guys play all the time. Like I remember saying, so I remember yelling something at a bar in front of my family when I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I remember this. I do remember there, there's never been a time where I've gotten drunk and haven't remembered. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> The the thing the thing I said was like okay so I when I was dating uh I was dating somebody uh and my brother was getting married and his wedding was coming up and so uh this person was gonna be my plus one uh and 
And my brother's fiance at the time, because they weren't technically married yet, uh, we were all at the bar, um, family, all of us family were together, and sitting at a table, this large, big circular table. Um, he's like, yeah, oh, is, uh, is, is, is she coming to the wedding? I'm like, and my drunk ass is just like, yeah, she's coming. We're going to rent a hotel. We're going to fuck. We're going to have a lot of sex. Her titties are just going to be bouncing on. <laughs> and then I remember this. here. So my mom is sitting right next to me. And like, this is stuff that I never really say. Yeah, this you, is never you could have stopped at the hotel. I'd just be like, yeah, we're getting a hotel. Like, I, like people are like, yeah, all right, we get it. Well, and then you just well, keep I going. <laughs> I don't think they they would have made that connection because actually the hotel was the option that was for the like you know how the uh, you know weddings sometimes have wedding pages and then they have like uh, accommodations or, or like a, how, like whatever. No, thing. no, I, yeah, I get it, I get it. But you go, your your uh, your line of reasoning went. We're gonna, yeah, she's coming. We're gonna get a hotel. We're gonna fuck. Yeah, those big titties are gonna be bouncing my face. It's, yeah. it's like it's like yo 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 yeah they get it <laughs> and, and and then my my mom is sitting to the left of me and I see her do this she goes <laughs> I'm gonna have to turn my back on you boy she turns around <laughs> she turns around and then and then and then I'm just like the filter luckily I'm not this way anymore luckily I got my drinking problem uh, controlled uh, out during the pandemic but beforehand I was a mess so but the other thing is like. My cousin, he's a diehard Cubs fan, and so and I was wearing a Cardinals hat, I believe, at the time. I love your cousin. I don't know what it is. I just like him. So uh, go Cub, ahead. Cubs. He's like loves Cubs. He loves the Cubs, but if he doesn't, if the Cubs aren't in the playoffs, he's rooting for the Astros. So, so there. Oh, I don't know. I'm a questionable cousin. I don't know if I like. There him. you go. I was gonna say. There you go. But he was like, uh, like, yeah. You're like, oh man, you're a Cubs fan now, right? Because as as soon as after I said that, you know, whatever is he, they, I think everybody do like, oh, he's gone. Like we can say whatever. Like we can say whatever. It's like, oh, you're a Cubs fan now. I'm like, no, fuck the Cubs. Cubs. I was like, I'm like, Cubs fans get fucked in the ass. They're like, they like, they like anal. I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm yelling it out in a bar, by the way. And I'm just like, oh man, did I really say this? Like, you know. I'm not gonna say I regret saying it because it's all fun, fun and games and stuff like that. But it's not the greatest things to say in a bar either, especially in front of your family. Yeah. So it's just there's oh, yeah. the, the alcohol of like we do things when we're under the influence that we wouldn't normally do when we're sober. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's well. That's what I was worried about. I I, I thought <clears throat> you and I. Well, okay. The last. I don't know if you guys had a show last week no we didn't we were but, both busy but the week before i was on and i wa- i've watched it twice now on youtube actually i love it i think it's w- the best episode uh because it goes there kind of you know great. what i mean it's it, it, it goes there and a lot of things my point is um i felt after watch re-watching that episode um that i would make some off-color jokes like in front of you when you're here or whatever. And then, and I, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but, uh, when you're drinking and you do that thing, the next day you go, Holy shit. Like, how did it land? You don't have the, um, kind of that tell Obvious of the other awareness. It, it's, it's wiped away. And so, you know, I'm asking my wife, like, dude, did I, you know, did I say anything crazy? Or if I did, did he laugh or did I say it in front of somebody else? And they're like, what's your problem? Or, you know, so I think I get really like in my head about that stuff. Like, I don't necessarily black out, 
maybe I, well, brown out, <laughs> brown out. But that's a different. That means you shit yourself. In uh, <laughs> that's a that's in, a different term in electrical engineering. That's, brown that's out. A, and it's a nurse term too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, code brown. But it's it's definitely like snapshots of yeah. the night. You know. Yeah. Um, did, did we? Here's a question. Did we hug? Did I hug you at the end of the night? At the end of the night, yes. Yes. I always okay. I was. Yeah. I apologize if that was too far. No, not. I do that with fucking everybody. You're lucky you didn't get kissed on the cheek because I do that shit all the time with males. When you're like, sober, when you're drunk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Normally drinking, yeah. When I'm drinking. Yeah, I, I, I actually. So you hugged me twice. So you hugged me first, and I was like, oh man, like you know, like yeah, that it was great. Me, like you know, it was a good bro hug. Like it's like a typical right, bro yeah. hug, and then. Your wife comes over to me and this guy wants to hug me. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Uh, I was like really scared. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. I don't, it was the, the uh, Ricky Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I don't know if I wrap my arms around you or not. I'm just like, right. I'm not sure. But like with you, I'm just like, we're bros. Like, we can, we can sure. embrace in that broness. Like, you know, we could be, uh, we could, what's the, uh, what's the quote? You could, be, you, uh, you, we could be gay for each other is, is the whole, yeah. like, like that because it's the bro thing yeah no and <clears throat> you're right you do have to treat that like every uh instance is going to be different obviously but like uh with us it's yeah everything's open i mean she's from fucking dallas like she's from the south so and she's taken to like midwest co- culture like very well so it's very like what do you need like we're gonna put hands on you man like you know she say which is a weird thing uh no, oh. that, she's she's actually she doesn't say ope. She uh, she'll she says ope a lot more than she ever did. But I say y'all like that I'm more comfortable with. Like it fucking hurts my feelings how much con like much she's converted me or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, no no no. Uh, yeah, you have to watch yourself when you're like hugging someone else's partner or like what you do, but. Normally, if like I would say, if like the guy initiates it, like and the then like the wife like comes up, like dude, all, especially with uh, Kathy. My name, my wife's name's Kathy. Kathy's very like squeeze me, man. Like you know, <laughs> gonna, you know what I'm saying. Like it's well, same the same feeling, the same um kind of like rhyme and reason that you say about like with us, where like hey, we're bros. Kathy's very much like that. She's like old school tomboy type like that's where her mindset which is probably why she was like fuck that stay you know what i mean we yeah. got a fucking couch and fuck that shit we'll go you know so that's her that's i i got that impression that she was kind of like you know with the bros kind of thing too but i still it's like yeah. I, it's a it's my sign of respect kind of thing that i do oh yeah yeah like, so it, you have it doesn't to do matter it. it wouldn't like at least the first time you have to do that the first time the second time then you're like okay i get it like I know where the boundaries lie. Like, I think even like even additional things. If you try to do that again, I'd probably, probably just be also be like, I don't know what to put my hands. Like, I don't, I don't know how to. Because even, even I no, actually, guys, I, guys, you go up top. Yeah, that, that's what that's what right. I, well, here, here's shoulders. <laughs> here's what I did. So, say the water bottle was her, and like so, like I kind of just like went. I went like this, like my four. <laughs> I went, I put my forearm, like, and I just like lightly tapped her back. That's, I was like, I don't even want to like put my hands on you. I was kind of just like, eh. I was, I was really just like, good. I was like, it was, it was a, it was a Halloween party. I went mummy. Like, 
well, she hugged me. I remember exactly what I said because she come up, she came up to me approaching me for a hug. I'm like, oh, 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 oh are we doing this? Oh, oh okay, okay. I think I remember that. I was yeah, like, I, I, was, I, I was just like, <laughs> just like. <laughs> I do that no, with yeah, everybody like I said, though. I do that with every I, woman. I was kind of just like because I res- I have a lot of. Uh, respect and for boundaries with women, and especially especially because like, hey, this is somebody's wife. Like, I don't, and this is somebody's right. wife, and I'm not sure how he's gonna feel about this. And so I'm just yeah. like, I'm gonna be precaution. I'm gonna be take you know precautions here, and just be like, yeah. Ee. I'm pretty yeah. sure my face was probably just like, <laughs> I think that was my that was my face. Whereas with you, I'm like, oh, get in here, man. Get right. In. And I was like rubbing your back. <laughs> so was, okay, see, good. Now that makes me feel good because I felt like. I was like, I was like, I know I hugged him. Like, was he like, dude? First off, COVID. And secondly, like, I had just met you. We're like, what is, you know, I know it, but even that, you know, you were, you had, I you just, I had the flu something. beforehand. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but I, I'm just always, I'm not like that when I'm sober. But like I said, like that night, like, good lord, we we really, I it, it's totally fine that you showed up at the time that you did. Um. I wish you like I wish it would have worked out either way like we, we would have started later or you would have showed up earlier because I think you would have loved my friends Every, we would have got along and plus it wasn't like I don't want the first time meeting somebody to be like the lamest thing you can think of yeah. you know what I mean That's all the everybody. lights are off people are sleeping you know th- there's no more me- I'd turn the music up you know what I mean like all that shit so well, here's but no. Here's hey, the, you know, it, sound, it sounds like you had a great time, Jason. Let, let's start. <laughs> it was very ideal for me because I'm one of those people that's like likes very chill, kind of like if parties are kind of just like we chill out, hang out, and not like super aggressive, loud, everything. You mean like like full yeah. on house parties? Full on house parties aren't really my thing, especially if it's like the first one. I think it's just part of like maybe I yeah. have social anxiety. I don't know. I'm not now, sure. And word it wasn't. It was never like that. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of in between what it was when you showed up and like the rager, it was like a nice happy medium. Yeah. And that's, so. that, that's, that's where if I would fit into, like there's, yeah. there's a line that I draw where it's just like, I feel kind of weird, like, like right yeah. here. I would like, this is cause this is, this just isn't me. I'm not, I'm not standing on rooftops dancing with naked women shotgunning a bush. No, so, no. Yeah. Dude. Have you ever been on a party bus? I haven't actually. No. Okay, so like, have you ever been to like um, bachelor parties or like? I haven't strip, been to strip clubs and shit like that. No. I hate, I hate that shit. Like, I don't like it. Like, it's not fun. I'm not trying to be cute or be like I'm a good guy. Like, Scouts Honor. Like, I fucking hate it. Like, and it's the same with like big parties. Like back when I was like college age, and we would come over and party at house parties at Ames. And it's just like, I mean, literally, you're just like trying to yeah, slip yep. through. And you're yelling at, at, at everybody just to hear them. Like you're sitting I, right next to each other and you're yelling in somebody's ear to, to like literally in their ear, like right here trying to like. I hate it. Them. Like I'm a fish out of water when it comes to that. So, like I'm, I'm the type of guy who can get up on stage and sing in front of strangers. But if I'm at a fucking like party and I just like shut in. I'm the corner guy. Like, yep, yep, I don't, you same. know, and, and people, people, uh, misconstrue that as like, oh, he's like, he's 
standoffish. He's being a dick. And it's like, no, dude, I like I'm seconds away from a panic attack. <laughs> like, I, this, like I'm floating right now. Like <laughs> I have a, actually kind of an interesting story about it. Uh, so the, the party that happened in the one party that I went to for a Christmas party, that was in December of 2018. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of, so it was like the same party that is the same place that I had been to a month prior for a Halloween party. Uh, and, but like when I w- opened that door, it was like, I don't recognize anybody here. Like I always thought like, am I at the right party? Like, did I, did I open somebody else's door? Like it was like from immediately from the get go, I'm like, uh I feel uncomfortable here. And then there was this girl there who was super, super drunk that I knew and we had a thing at the time, but still it made me uncomfortable that with how intoxicated she was. She came up to me, she's like, Jason, I'm I'm very drunk right now. And she's like, come it's like she had like grab hands and like so people so I was just standing in the corner. She's like seek she's like she's a she's a uh uh, a submarine or whatever with that just try with radar try where's jason like swimming through these pe- this these people and like people are like yo she's looking for you i'm like not in the mood right now for this right now i feel a little bit weird i'm just gonna stand in the corner over here and she's like where's jason jason and like people are like, will protect you there's like a line of six people in this corner they form like basically you know like have you ever heard of like the civil war stones or like stonewall's last stand or whatever it was yeah. Like just yeah, yeah. a line. That's really what a, six people formed this line, this radial line around me, and like just like trying to protect me, and like this girl, like Jason, and she just busts right through, like Red Rovers, this shit, like through this line of people. I'm like, oh god, I don't know what to do here. She's like grabbing my ass, and I'm like, this is, I'm getting sexually assaulted here. This is, this yeah. is, this is not good. And the thing is, she doesn't remember this, so that made it even worse. Yeah. That that sucks. I've had that where I there was a girl who was into me. This is way way back in the day, um, and I was at a bar, one of the like local clubs in small town Boone, where I'm from, that we would play shows all the time. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, she was into me, and she was like just a bad drunk. And like one night, we went there to see another band, and I'm standing with like four of my guy friends. She like kind of like the same scenario. She walks in and stuffs her hands down my pants. Like, in, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like, and then what do you say? You can't say, if you say anything the next day, I don't know if she'd like, would remember it or not or whatever, but it's just like, this is like ridiculous. And I mean, these are tight pants. Like you really had to go for it. You know what I mean? Jesus. Man. This wasn't like the '90s with like the giant <laughs> the parachute pants, right? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's it's tough. And dude, we I I fully realize that we're a couple of guys talking about uh, getting sexually harassed <laughs> by women. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm know? fine too. It just it wasn't it wasn't great to be in that moment. It wasn't great. No, it, I, it, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't haunt me to this point. I guess I'm glad that I went through that because then after that, you kind of realize like, oh, was I, did I ever do something like not obviously not grab somebody, but like even verbally or like, did I creep somebody out? So, yeah. But so that, and 
you know, smaller gatherings with people that you actually know are a lot better because you actually know how to act. It's not like, and some people also, I feel like they get so nervous at these at these parties that they drink a fuck ton. They drunk way, they drink way too much and more than they they can really handle, or more than they normally do, and then they start doing stupid shit. That same right. party that I was at, somebody, somebody, somebody broke a door. They they uh they were dancing and they were trying to get low, get low, get low, get low, and then they got off balance. They fell into the door. They fell into the window. <laughs> they fell into the wall. Uh, and they broke this door off of the actual like frame. Like they they didn't just take the door off the frame. They took the frame off the wall. <laughs> yeah, because the, the door wasn't supposed to open that way. And I I remember watching this in slow motion. I'm like, oh boy, she's the the, the owner the 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 person that was at this apartment. It was a university apartment, but like. She's probably not going to be too pleased to wake up the next morning and see that there's a door off the door. Sorry, there's a frame off the wall. No. Okay. I've, I've woken up and like knocked over like a candle on a countertop and had like the wax, like the melted wax, like dried from the next morning and been like, my, my whole life is ruined. I can't imagine waking up. It's, I mean, I you know, I went to school with a bunch of tough guys and shit. Like I've seen, like you wake up the next day and there's like holes punched in the drywall and shit like that. And you're like, holy fuck, that's crazy. A door frame <laughs> like ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see. You know, <coughs> I actually have. I, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna pull up this photo real quickly because, and share it with you and with anybody that watches this on YouTube or whoever's watching this live. Uh, because I I I have this I I have the photo of I took a picture I so I took a picture of of myself in front of it and then my girlfriend at the time who who was the one who who grabbed my ass and my dick that that night it was like oh you forgot me I gotta be this photo too and so we took a photo of the two but I'm gonna show you the one where she's not in it to protect identity and all for obvious reasons too so I'm gonna show this with you first and you might be able to see it. And I'm going to show this with the audience here. Uh, uh, screen sharing. So uh, Chocoloco, Chocoloco here. He knows about his. Uh, he doesn't know about this because he wasn't at the university at the time. But he lives in the unit next to. You. He lives in the unit next to when this happened. So you you can see this though, right? Yeah, you can see you can see that this frame is off of the door, the the wall right here. <laughs> So I, I let me let me see like right up here. I don't know if you can see that. So here's the door. Yep. Here's the door. Here's the frame. <laughs> the frame is just pushed inwards. So like that's 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 not supposed to be where it's supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> so, it reminds me of the uh, the. Do you watch? I think you should leave. Yeah, uh, with uh, I forget his name. <laughs> Tim Robinson? Tim, Tim Robinson. Yeah. It's like the first, I think it's the first skit of the first season where he's like meets a new boss at a restaurant and then he like goes to leave and it's like a, it's like a push out door and he like pulls it in. Like he like rips. Oh the- yeah. I, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to remember my, I think my favorite, uh, I think you should leave episode is the one where they talk, uh, the, the pants, the, the, uh, you gotta donate, man. You gotta donate. Oh yeah, his dots or whatever. Yeah, I forget what the 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 pants are called. You gotta donate. I was gonna be so for Halloween this year. Kathy and I went as Elliot and Gertie, and then our dog Delilah was ET. 
but I was going to be, um, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Um, it's from season two, Carl Havoc. It's like the second or third skit. It's the where he dresses up as an old man and goes to a mall, and then he gets the, like it's like a prank show. I don't think I've seen this one actually. This sounds like Eric and, Andre. <laughs> oh, dude, it's hilarious. He gets like they put him in like an old man mask and like hair and like a like a like a muscle suit and like it just it's crazy. And oh, he gets to the mall. I have seen. Yeah, no, I have it, seen that one. It's, yeah. it's the it's the it's the the memes are like uh, yeah. I don't even want to be around anymore. Like stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. He gets there and he's like, we we did too much. We put too much fucking shit on me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I had was... a mask and everything yeah. like lined he's up. He's having but a full on like, crisis. I, that's what I was going to be following. But like Amazon <laughs> was going to deliver it like November 2nd. So I couldn't pull it off. But. Man, these shipping delays that the pandemic caused. Just, you know. These delays, man. Mm. Rough, man. Rough. I'm just glad that uh so I bought um I bought some Aaron Jones uh what are what were these called? Aaron Jones running back for the Packers. Amazon somebody was uh somebody in the Discord sent this to me. It was uh Touchdown Squares, I think either. It's basically Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it's it's reskinned as a Green Bay Packers Aaron Jones. And I guess this company makes a bunch of different like food products for football players. Somebody has I think it's uh uh god i don't remember his name somebody has a hot sauce but like you know they there's like man these are these are kind of funny these are funny um <clears throat> speaking of the pandemic though i do want to ask you if i may so you're you a musician not. you're a musician yeah. right sure. how did the pandemic i mean we're still kind of are in the pandemic but we're at the tail end of one now um luckily uh how did that affect what you do and how is it currently affecting if it still is affecting you uh yeah so <clears throat> It the first off, it affected everybody all the time. So, like, I mean, you talk about where we play is like restaurants and bars. So that was done. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this kind of sarcastically or and and truthfully at the same time. Luckily, we live in a red state that didn't necessarily shut down all the way. Now, we can argue whether or not we should have or shouldn't have. But um, we were given the opportunity because of that to start getting back into things. The problem was at the venues that we went to were only going to pay us half of um, what we would normally make. And um, the word on the street was is that bands would go to play and no one would show up. Everybody was too scared to go to a venue, so there wouldn't be any audience besides the staff. And they would shut you down after like an hour. So we really have taken a hit to the point where um, I'm still in touch with all the guys in my bands, but we haven't played uh, for a long time um, there. We don't have any shows booked. Um, I have tons of other f- um, friends that are in the, I don't want to say music industry they, the, that are in bands. And they um, decided that they wanted to continue throughout the entire thing. And they've done it and they're still doing it. Um, And I think that's great. Um, We have a couple like to, uh, you know, not get into too many details. My, the band that I'm in has a couple of different reasons why we wouldn't jump right back into it. Um, So we're just trying to like respect everybody's specific situations. And, um, 
slowly, slowly, but hopefully surely get back into it. So yeah, it's it. When you ask how has it affected and is it still? Yes. Like definitely. Like we haven't played, we haven't even had, we haven't got together for band practice for what seems like maybe two years now almost because of it. Yeah. Which is partially, it's not all the pandemic's fault, you know. Obviously, I we just had a Halloween party. It's not like we're, you know, vaccines happened. As far as I know, everybody in my band got vaccinated. Um, so it's just kind of uh, where we're at right now. We all talk, you know. It's not. It's just a weird hiatus. I think everybody went through that, but like when you're entertainment, it's even. Yeah. That, it's that, a weird niche community <laughs> that you're in. That's why I want because I asked you because you have this direct perspective, and I'm really interested in how like, like, what do you like? Honestly, did you have the feeling? Because if I were, I'm just trying to think about if I were in that scenario because you know I was in a an or, in an orchestra. You know, if I if I chose to go the entertainment performance uh, performing arts route, I I would kind of just be like, well, what do I do now? Really, I would yeah. I would be super lost and just like what 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 now? Like really, what now? And like, how yeah. do I recover from this? Yeah, <clears throat> luckily, I think I'm pretty. I mean, it's a difficult question to answer, so you could stop me at any time. No, 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 no. It's it's that's a good. It's a great question. I um, for better or for worse, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty content person with things. You know, there's a lot of people I think that we. Everybody's got friends and family that were like, it's kind of fucked up to say, but they're like, I love the, I loved it. I love the pandemic. You tell me I don't have to go to these things. I don't have to do these things anymore. I don't have to go outside. I'm kind of half and half on that. Like I, like I was built for a pandemic. Like it just worked out mentally. I think everybody got very depressed and I'm sure I would include myself in that, but like not anywhere near what other people were going through. I mean, my wife works in an ICU with COVID patients that, so, you know, I was just, I really focused my job from there on out was like focusing on her like mental health. And it was just like, we'll just get through it. We, you know, we'll get through it this way. Um, massive, massive props to her. I I respect oh, her God. a lot for that, man. Dude, there's so much shit that, like both figuratively some, and literally yeah well yeah code browns all the time yeah. um there's so much shit that those people go through like they don't need a fucking pandemic to have serious like shit weighing on them all the time and but then they add, oh yeah well we're gonna add it you know so and she works at like one of the major hospitals in des moines and in the unit's and um so she saw some shit and it was real so does it suck that my happy happy music time friends thing didn't work out yeah it sucks but comparatively i'm just like yeah oh, fuck like you know if we can pay the rent and get to opening back up safely and getting back into things then i'll be i'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> and I like that my I like that insight and I like the mindset that you have there. That's actually really uh, it's, it's also kinda like what else are you gonna do? Yeah. I don't you know, I don't you're fucking trapped. Everybody was trapped for the longest time and I was actually lucky enough to be okay with it mentally and financially be okay. You know, we were okay, so it was just like, all right, well 
That's yeah, that. I got stuck in Illinois during the pandemic for a good three months uh, because I went home for spring break. Um, and that Tuesday, I think it was that Tuesday or Wednesday following spring break, Illinois shut down. And so I'm like, well, okay, I, I literally cannot leave. I cannot yeah. leave my house. And, you know, my mom is a healthcare worker. And so, like, I, I could have come back to the university. I could have come back to my apartment. You know, I, I had roommates at the time. So I was like, I could have come back earlier. But because my mom is a healthcare worker, I don't want to potentially be an asymptomatic carrier uh, of anything. Like, because, you know, I'm in this, I'm living in the same household as them. I don't want to, I don't want to bring it to Iowa. I don't want to bring it to Ames. Um, and, but for you, I mean, it's really interesting. If, correct me if I'm wrong. It's more of like your focus shifted away from, I don't really care about the music right now. I care about my, my was it your fiance at the time? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Fiance? Okay. Yeah. I, I care about my fiance's well-being and I'm going to be the rock that she needs right now. So you actually, you had a, uh, I'm not going to call it distraction, but you had a, a secondary motivation or, or like you, you, you could easily shift your, your focus to something else. Yeah. And it was also reciprocal because I wasn't able to go make money. You know what I mean? A way that I could. And so, yeah, it's not like I was, <clears throat> it was just kind of, yeah, it was, I'm not some fucking hero. That's like, hell man. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be your rock or whatever. Like, yeah, I, that, that shit's easy for me to do. Like a, like, and while I'm doing that for her, she's paying the bills. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of how it landed. And we've, we both have great families. And so everything, you know, I'm sure everybody kind of has a similar story. Like it, it's just the doc five, 10 years from now, the documentary is going to be lit. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, think of it like, it's going to be weird. The studies that come out of how, not eat, not only adults, but like how children like developed from this. Like, I don't know what the fuck is. I don't know what it's going to be, <clears throat> but it's going to be wild. We're going to look back on it and like the narrative may be completely different by then. But uh, yeah, hopefully it'll, we'll all have a better understanding. Like, what the fuck did we just go through? Yeah. Or, 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 or and I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not taking away the severity of of what happened, but I, but I also like, uh, are we entitled? You know, I have grandparents who like fought in world war two, <laughs> like for me to bitch and moan about watching tiger King on Netflix, like, <laughs> like I, people died, man. Yeah. And it, it's, it wasn't just the flu. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, I'm like, I didn't, you know, I didn't go fight overseas. It's a battle I have in my mind. It's like, I don't know. Like I said, five, ten years from now, the documentary is going to be fucking crazy. I, I have a if little, there is if there is one. <laughs> I have a little bit of guilt about that, though, too, because, you know, I wasn't. I say I went home for spring break. I did, but I wasn't a student at the time. That was during my off semester. And so what was I doing when I was, you know, actually at the time of. You know, just before the pandemic, I was working on a music project. I was working on a visual and uh, music project, and then you know, so I have. I feel a little bit selfish about that because, like, what was I doing at my parents? I was lucky to be at my parents' house, but what was I doing? 
laying on my couch all day watching YouTube videos. What was it? What else? What was it doing during the night? Drinking Bud Light and playing Grand Theft Auto Five on my computer. And then what would I do later on? I would watch House on Amazon Prime. Like I did absolutely nothing. I did absolutely jack shit to contribute to the pandemic, other than I stayed home. That's the only thing. I mean, that's the no, only contributing I, factor that I had is that I I played it safe. But you had a lot of. I mean, I would say, goddamn, over half the country would say that's exactly what they the the healthcare heroes, my wife included. The, those people wanted you to do exactly that. Like that was our role during that time. So. Yeah, exactly. It's it's conflicting. You know, you're like, what did I do? Or was it that bad? Or, for, you know, for me, you know, should I be, should I say that it, I'm depressed over something like that? Like, it wouldn't take away from anybody's actual depression. But like, I, personally, I start thinking like that. Like, I start getting a little in my head going, yeah, I don't feel so great. But I mean, compared to what? Like, I had to sit around and jerk off for (laughs) nine months. I mean, if we didn't have this, which is, you know, we were playing, we were playing Jackbox with people like we were, you know, and I, I got into podcasting with you guys. So yeah, there was a lot of shitty things that happened. And like, I've knock on wood. Like I got lucky, like a, a lot of shit, a lot of bad shit didn't happen to me directly. A lot of bad shit happened to like other people directly, but like a lot of good things came out of it too. Like I, I met you and Finn. Like it's great, you know. It's great to meet new people. Like I don't. We probably would have never. I started like a. I started a. I started Circle Herc because of that. So I've met like a lot of people through that. Like <clears throat> I probably would have, if if you had to pick global pandemic versus followers. Obviously, I'm gonna pick. <laughs> like no no yeah. pandemic yeah. but but there are good relationships that came out of it so yeah. and excuse me as as you know my my student organization the lead, I'm a leader of a student organization here on campus and one of my roles is Quit to bragging. I apologize <laughs> uh one of one of the, the big things that that I have to do is I have to connect uh students in our department or I try to connect students with our department with the companies and, you know, engineering companies and everything like that. The, the silver lining that I've, I've, I've mentioned this a bunch of times. There's so no, you could, you could say, I will say whatever I want about the pandemic and I will fully, fully, I will stay. I still have this mindset. It was awful. The pandemic was absolutely awful, but there are silver linings that come out of it. Not everything was bad. Not every, if you just see it as just everything is bad, be careful because that can lead to a slippery slope of other things that come down down the line. Um, if you right. find there's always the, uh, you know, they, they say in therapy you got to find one good thing, small victory, small victory. You know, I've told this to people. You know, I, I have a friend that's currently going through a through going through a breakup, and I told her, hey, small victory. Like I know yeah. you want to get like, in, and that's that's the thing I think that a lot of us have uh, uh, still uh, plenty of us. I'm not saying you or I, but like a lot of the general population has is like. Damn, I want to get back to normal. I want to get back to full stadiums and full concerts, and I want to get back to doing stupid shit and be large crowds with my my with my friends and everything. Like, like, yeah, that's that's fine, but you know, we gotta get there first. We gotta we gotta right. phase ourselves back into it, and that's what I was telling her. Like, you know, you're not gonna be if your goal is to be the exact same person you were before this happened. Like, you're 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 not gonna 
you're not going to do well. And so small victory here from the long story short, small victory here from the pandemic is that virtual meetings are a possibility. So it enables, it allows for greater accessibility. Same with here of what we're doing. You know, yeah. I'm able to communicate and do a, do a podcast stream with somebody from in Nebraska. I'm able to do it with somebody who lives in Illinois. I'm able to somebody do it with somebody who has lived in California, who currently lives in California. I'm able to do it with you who lives about, what, like four miles away. So, it, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, there's a silver lining about things. You know, companies don't have to spend that money. You know, you don't have to spend that money to come to my apartment. I don't have to spend that money to go to your apartment. I don't have to spend that money to drive down to Nebraska every single week. You know how mentally and, and mentally and physically taxing that that could be to drive down yeah. to Nebraska to Omaha, Nebraska <laughs> from yeah. Ames every single yeah. week. So right. there's a silver lining about it. Like you know, we have these virtual things, and, and that's that's the nice thing about it. That, that is the nice thing. Um, it's also like a double edged sword too. Especially, I, I don't know the details, and and obviously don't get into it. It's personal, but like from just in general, somebody who's going through a breakup, <clears throat> that feeling that you have of like emptiness and like things are never going to get better. And like, you know, they were the one and now I'm lost. I'm just like spinning out of control into like the ether. Like the reason you have that is because the love part was so good. And you only probably will realize that when you find that love again and you go, Oh shit, like this can just happen or whatever. Like it's not that it's not special that there's plenty of fish in the sea and blah, blah, blah. Like that's a terrible statement, by the way, it's it's because it is special. And like, um, when it happens and it will, like if she's listening or whatever, like that, it will happen. And, um, I think maybe you probably grasp onto it more and like appreciate it more. And like, it, it, it's almost like it, I don't know. This is stupid to say, but it's, it's how I like, I believe it's true. You go through, those bad things so that you can recognize the good things. Like when they hit, they really fucking hit dude. Like, and I think, yeah. So yeah, a pandemic, that shit sucks. But like, there are little victories. Like you're saying, there are silver linings and it's great. It will be great. And I'm looking forward to actually having your band return to the stage. Uh, and I, I bet a lot of people are not because you, you, you sent me some videos. You guys are rock. You guys, man. Like, I'm not saying this because you, I'm not, I seriously, a lot of people like, or some people, and this is totally justifiable why they think this, you know, think that, oh, I'm just being nice or I'm complimenting you because you're my friend or whatever that. That's not the case. I'm actually going to tell you like, hey, like if something is, it isn't working or if something isn't great. But you're that. you're a music guy, so yeah. I don't want you. I don't want you blowing smoke. You know, yeah. The type I've, of guy to tell me the videos that you've shown to me is like, damn, like, you know, I have, I want to see this guy live. Like, and you know, I'm th- and I and I just thought about this just now. I thought, man, you guys' band is something that I feel like because my, my my family we love going out to. There's a specific band that uh, somebody that that was in my orchestra with. She's in a band now in in the Quad Cities. And, uh, you know, my family, it's not just my immediate family, like, and, and like extended family and their friends, like want to go see this band. I'm like thinking, oh man, your guys, you guys would also fall in that category. Like, man, I, I, I know for sure that they would, they would really enjoy seeing you guys. Like, and cause we usually, when we go out to bars and like every time I'm in town, like back home, my family would ask me like, oh, Hey, is, uh, is this band playing at this bar? Cause like, we're thinking about going out, like. 
I don't know. Let me go check. So like, it, it, I feel like it would be that. It would be the same thing for your guys. And I'm not just, you know, trying to suck your dick here or anything like that. It, it's <laughs> it, it's it truly is like from what I've heard. It truly is like if they see you, they're they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be those band the one of those bands that they want to go see whatever you guys are playing. And I'm the same way. I do. I genuinely i I genuinely hope that you guys come back and. When you if, if you guys come back and when you guys come back, I hope I'm still yeah. in Central Iowa so that I can be there because I'm like, damn, I I gotta I gotta see this. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it, it's uh, we were definitely really in our stride there for a while, and we were playing every weekend or every other weekend, pretty much <clears throat> either in Ankeny or Des Moines or some small satellite town like around there, <clears throat> getting a little bit of followers. Um, and yeah, that that band, the clips that I showed you, is a cover band who plays like '60s, like British pop rock songs, and so it is very. It kind of lends its like that sound just kind of like lends itself to bars and like places like that. Um, but we were a little bit more up tempo than some of our, uh, the other bands that do that, like. We're we're a little bit more uh, rock heavy or punk heavy. Like we played a little bit faster, so I am too. Yeah, we're definitely ready to go. And actually, I'll probably off air at some point. I'll uh, send you some of the stuff that we. So that's like a cover band. I mean, like a few different things. I'll send you some of the stuff that like like our actual like we wrote and recorded or whatever. We recorded. I think. At least ten, probably ten songs. Are um, they complete or just demos? They're they're rough. They need to be mixed and mastered. Okay. But they're um, at the uh, Sonic Factory Studio in Des Moines, at, which I don't know if if the same place is still. There's a couple Sonic Factory Studios because they have different owners, or they have the same owners that moved. So I don't know if it's like the same place, but anyway, I'll yeah, I'll send you that shit. See if you like that because that's. That's like, <laughs> those aren't covers. Those are things like we wrote that I wrote with my buddy that I was talking about earlier and like recorded. And, and, and uh, those are, pretty, those uh, are hard for, to, to introduce to an audience because like, yeah, audiences, yeah. audience, audiences only they want to hear the hits. Yeah. They only want to <laughs> hear stuff that they know. Yeah. And, and, and that's unfortunate because as somebody with a creative mind as I am also who understands music it's it's re- it really sucks because if you go to any sort of like any anything online if you go to a subreddit or that and like somebody posts their music review like go on twitter and somebody posts their music it's like it could be like I'll say like Austin J Roberts very famous well I consider to be very famous Iowa Hawkeye twitter person because you know he gets a lot of I'm, I'm judging this based off of how many likes he gets um oh yeah so if he were to all of a sudden drop like a mixtape do you really think that many people would actually watch it or listen to it? That's that's the thing. So like, it's tough. It it yeah. really has to like, and I don't know. It's the music industry changed so much in the like two thousands, and then it just recently changed again. So it's like fucking like internet, like whatever yeah. you want to call them, like Instagram, uh, SoundCloud like, artists is what they call them. Sound, SoundCloud. SoundCloud artists, yeah, like. Dude, I'm thinking it's even changed again. Like TikTok is like 
I, I have which a, is ridiculous. I have a full-on rant about the music industry, actually. Okay, well, the, okay, so Finn is not here, but he wanted us to talk about kind of the differences between a live musician versus uh, somebody who's, like, into the engineering side slash producer side of it. So this may dovetail perfectly into that. But what's your gripe about the TikTok thing? I have my gripe about music now is that there's so I mean don't get me wrong I love the technology I love the music technology I took the music all I took I took every single music technology course at, at my university and I would have minored in music technology if it wouldn't have added another semester basically I have to take one class uh to fulfill the minor because of the way the minor works like yeah I could take all the tech, music tech courses but I also need to have other supplementary courses. And I was like, I, I just can't take those because they just won't count for, for some things. There's a long, elaborate thing about it. I don't need to get into it because it's pretty complicated. But I've, I thoroughly enjoy the technology behind it, and it's, it's been great. <laughs> My dipshit musician brain couldn't handle it. That's the, I think to answer Finn's question, that's the difference. I'm not big into like music theory and like how uh, shit works. I'm just the idiot who sees that the E chord it looks like a it looks like the color red to me, man. You know what I and mean? And that's fine. Like I have absolutely no problem with people like very not knowing theory or anything. Like you know, I I took one music theory course here at the university. I've taken a total of five music courses at the university, along with my background in in orchestra, which you know is. Starting this year? No, it would have been uh, October of last year. Um, was the first time I ever really played a stringed instrument, you know, really. And a quick story to to lead into this. I joined my orchestra in seventh grade in 2010, uh, fall of 2010. I had absolutely no idea how to play it. Didn't even know what to do. Didn't even know how to read music. And so... Um, so that I was, I was in, I spent six years in high school, you know, before college studying music, studying music. And then I did some more studying up on it here. But, you know, my theory isn't the way some other students are. Some other students live and breathe theory. And it's like, I'm sorry, I just can't do that because one, I have too many other things to worry about. And two, you're weird. That's just, that's just like, like, I don't like super, super nerdy, smart people. Like, if you're smart, that's cool. But if you're, like, super nerdy smart to where it controls your life and that's the only thing you could talk about, it's like, yeah. Eh. But anyway. Um, God bless them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. More power. We need them. you. Yes. We need you. It takes all to run this yeah. motherfucking ship. So yeah. let's go. I have no problems with, with people that don't know theory making music. What I have problems with is people that don't know how to make music just don't because we have the we have the technology now that you can know absolutely nothing about music and the technology will do it for you or somebody that knows what they're doing will do it for you like you don't have to be good at all like seriously when i was doing my music projects and i have a bunch of demos from the from from the panda from uh from like uh December 2019 to March 2020. Um, there's a lot of the things I couldn't do live. I wouldn't be able to do live because what what can I do when I'm in my home studio, right. which is you know my apartment that's not soundproofed or anything like this? 
I can quantize, and quantizing is is basically a computer takes your uh, takes your note input and it, and it aligns it perfectly to a a time, like you know we'll say four four time common time. You know, if you're offbeat, you can okay. I'll quantize that shit to be on time, and so it'll just play it perfectly. And then you also have the 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 luxury of oh. Uh, control Z. I'll undo this and do another take. It's so easy. It's so easy to do. And my issue with that is that, and it's become so accessible. The, the problem that I have is the accessibility of it too. It's become super accessible that I don't think it should be as accessible as it is because it's getting into the wrong hands. I would say. It's a long, elaborate rant that I have, and it's it could who's, be who's who's the wrong hands. The wrong hands are to me are the people that aren't passionate about music. The ones that are doing it just for I'm going to use the uh, the Gen Z term for clout. Um, the ones that are just doing it for money. The ones that are just doing it for popularity. I'm one of those people that's like everything that I do has to have some sort of deeper meaning to it, which is why a lot of people hate me. But. Uh, there, I, I like it's true, um, but because like so they're always like just like just just see things for what they are, man. Just stop ruining the fun about things. That's what people are sometimes. But you know, I gotta see if I'm gonna be doing something I'm passionate about. I gotta be you know looking deeper into it. I gotta be. I want to be doing more with it. And I, the wrong hands to me are the people that really, really have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Really have abs- like it's not even just like they don't know what they're doing. It's just like they don't even have a sliver of what they're doing they're just like oh man i heard this on the radio let's do something like this or i saw this on on soundcloud heard this on soundcloud saw this on instagram like like you know yo can can you do this for me like you know can you can you do this for me and they're just like they're just god awful they're god awful yeah yeah well i like live i like live musicians i actually prefer i love listening to live I love listening to live bands. Uh, I actually prefer listening to live albums over studio albums because studio albums are just so there's they're so perfect. And mm-hmm. I don't like things that are perfect. I like things that have imperfections in them. I I like uh <clears throat> I like perfection. Because then when you get to hear a live thing or, or a live album, I love the way that like it changed, like the change of like, well, I couldn't do that. What I did on the record. So this is how I do it live. I love both of those things, which is like a fence sitting thing. But like, I like sonically, I like it. Like it's pleasing to my ears to hear, um, live bands or bands that like have, it's it's this way on the album. Well, I mean that's but that's also where I am too. I'm a I'm a musician who plays in a cover band. We don't play them exactly like the record. We didn't write the song. It's not our song. It's our flavor on the song, and I think that's probably what like uh, appeals to you or people that listen to us like in the past. Is they're like, I, I've had people come up to me like during breaks, like because we'll play them. It will play three hours with two breaks, two breaks in between. All people come up to me during the breaks and say, like, 
That's interesting. You know, that that's not how it is on the record, but but it but it worked. And then I'll have people that come up to me and they're like, that's not how the solo went. You need to talk to your lead guitarist and tell them that's not how it's like. It's like, ooh, you're you're that's too bad. You're missing out on you're missing out on something that happened. You know what I mean? Because it's not, you know, it's not um I think Beethoven was very like metal, like pre-metal, where it was like it's math. Mm-hmm. You know, very mathematical. And I respect the shit out of stuff like that. Like, I can't do that. <clears throat> but there's something that you're missing when you just like disregard that 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 type of style or whatever. Yeah, if I wanted to hear things perfectly, I would go back and listen to the album. Why would right. you go to a live concert if you just want to hear with the album? So I'm with you there. Like I'm with I'm with you the like don't get I like don't don't get me wrong. I I like uh, uh yeah, they say it's a more intense feeling when live uh somebody in chat has said um I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. It's Qued. K E W T D. I apologize. Help me out with here if uh, if you could. Um it yeah, it's a more intense feeling when live. Um say Q. Okay, Q. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate this. I appreciate them helping me out with this. That's exactly. Like you just, I'll just call him Q then. Uh, I'm gonna sorry. call you. I'm gonna call you Cutie Cutie D. I'm gonna call you Cutie D. Circle. We just call you Cutie D. I'll call you Q. Uh, yeah, it's a more intense feeling with live. And I was actually listening uh, when I was on campus. I was listening to a a a live version of of a song. And what I love about I'll, I'll just dro- I'll drop their band name Nine Inch Nails. And I was listening to a Lincoln Park concert last night. Also, I was like, what I love about these bands is that. They have alternate versions of their album, the album songs that they that they put that they play live. So like, okay, it'll be an alternate intro, or they'll they'll make an addition here, or they'll add another break in here, or they'll they'll change the chord here, or they'll change the key. I'm not a big fan of key changing the key. Like if they just change the key, it's kind of boring. Um, unless you're like a band who's like been around for like 40 years and you're getting older. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you can't. But yeah, yeah. If you can't hit the high D, you have to. You, you, the only, the only, the only note, the highest note you can hit now is a high A. Then I understand dropping the key. Uh, but if you're just dropping the, if you're just changing the key just to change the key, uh, kick them while they're down. That's, hey. that's so cute. Your cutie D is is kick them while they're down. That's a cool name. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't do that. I'm a pacifist, all right? So, like, if someone's down, I'm going to probably, like, help them up. Maybe hug them, maybe kiss them. I mean, ask Jason. You're not going to code brown on them while they're down? But that's that's a cool name. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Circle Herc, so you know what I mean? Like, it's not all fucking great. Mine is just an abbreviation. Thanks for coming in, by the way. This is great. This is exactly why... um, I, I don't know where you... I don't know where you came from. If you, my dude but, i apologize if you came in you are show. now you, you are now a part of the show that's why i love this podcast is i look at me look at me now mom <laughs> i too i too started out in chat and so uh, thanks for being with us you are now a part of the show so keep talking to us we we will respond to your comments and we will we like engaging with our viewers uh first off though if you came because of the title i apologize we i intend on getting to that 
Um, Are you talking about hockey over here, uh, dude? This has bothered me. Hockey, hockey's bothered right right now. But I, I will I'm get to that. My... Because I want to. Fi- I want to finish talking about about the music part here. Um, I'm working on my Trump. <laughs> Wait, no. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> what a loser! What a loser! Alec Baldwin, uh, the one. Oh, well, listen, I'm not talking. I mean, I'm not talking about Alec Baldwin here. Alec Baldwin, Trump. Tough time. Tough oh. time for Baldwin. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with that. That's that's. Yeah. Anyway, music. Yes. So, <laughs> so, uh, Trump is the 45th president of the United was, States of America. Who is Trump? Uh, yes. So. Uh, Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I, I, you I remember Donald Trump. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so, I, missed, I just I just missed it. I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, so like I. So what was, what was Finn's question again? About what, what was he asking about? Well, I will actually look it up directly. I, it, it has something to do with. Because I have, I don't really have studio experience like you do. I never recorded in an actual studio. I recorded in my on my own personal computer that has Pro Tools, and you know, I know stuff about MIDI. And I, but I've actually been in a studio on my campus. You know, we have a our music lab is a studio, essentially a studio. But I, I don't apolog- really have the experience. I apologize. Maybe I misread it. He says. It'd be cool to hear you two discuss the difference between making live and electronic music. So that's not even what I was really talking that's about. That's a weird question, though, because it's like... Yeah, Q says studio is like a fine-tuned wine. It takes a lot of time, from my experience, to put something to make something in a studio. Because it's not just... The, the nice thing about live... I, I prefer live when I was playing... I prefer live because it's less hassle. It's like, okay, you just play and you just live it. Whereas like if you're in a studio, you have to play. All right, listen to it back. How does it sound? Does it sound good? Eh, we could have done that here. Okay, so we'll punch in at this bar, play it again. All right, how's it sound? Eh, well, we could do a little bit better here. Okay, let's go back. We'll punch in here. and do, You know what punching is, right? Right? Yeah, so it, it, we have to do that, and like, okay, we got this track down. All right, let's record the bass now. Like it's like yeah. individual thing, and then like okay, how does it sound? All right, now we got to add post processing. Now we got to add some reverb. Send it to this channel. Send it to a reverb track. All right, and then okay, let's add let's let's add some uh, compression here to make it a little bit louder or whatever. And, and okay, okay, we're missing a little bit of the high end here. Let's EQ this. It takes a bunch of time, and honestly, when I was mixing. When I was mixing the projects that I was doing, it drove me insane. It honestly drove me insane because I would listen to what I what I was done with mixing, and listen to before it mixed. And I real and I and every single time it's like I ruined this. Okay, so I should say you asked me. Do you know what punch in means? <clears throat> I will. I will send you the uh, these songs that we did. Like I was telling you how we recorded like ten songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. We were we did not record with a click track. We recorded them Ooh. live. Ooh. Meaning meaning okay, so but that what that means is we record it live. There's a big room with drums and a bass and lead guitar all in one room, and then I'm separate with rhythm guitar and vocals. We do it live. We're gonna do it live. Then we're gonna throw away all everything but the drums. 
we keep the drums and then we build bass guitar vocals off of that that might solve your problem because the, now that's not how they do it at Sonic Factory Studio but they did that with us i think maybe because we were so green we weren't very I don't know if our drummer was very comfortable playing with the click. Like it was, I mean, we're a bar band, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that we're very vibey. we we vibe off of each other. So <clears throat> in that, and, 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 and I will be, I definitely want to send you these songs now because I would be very interested to see not unlike if you, if, if it's your style, if you like it, but the, um, because you know what a click track brings to that, you know how to build off of that. This is a live, it's a live recording. So I would love to hear your take on that. But anyway. Yeah. I, I, the, I think I that also, I wish I could play one like right now, but maybe we can do that. I'll ask the guys if I can like leak a track or whatever before we that, put that it kind of, I, I, the whole click track thing, you make a very good point. Um, Honestly, I'd probably go the route that you guys went too, because but I, that's because I grew up playing live. You know, in an orchestra, yeah. I grew up playing live concerts, not recording in the studio. And even like orchestra concerts, I've had orchestra concerts recorded, and they're on Spotify or whatever, oh, Amazon dude. Music, Apple Music, whatever they are. The um, place we did it even would record to tape. None of our stuff is on tape, but they would record to tape, like for certain songs or certain bands and i mean that, that that is like you're talking about like creating the wheel type shit when yeah. you watch them cut tape mm-hmm. and paste like or tape like yo it's it's insane like but it's you know it's cool like it's kind of like if a vinyl came back or whatever like recording kind of went back to that they do it god bless it. sonic sonic factory studio in des moines like they'll do it it's they crazy do recording there too yeah oh that's yeah that's excellent and that I need to. I feel like I need to donate to them. Keep that studio yeah. alive. We need to keep it because yeah. I'm a. I'm a. Firm. Shout out to John Locker. Shout out to John Locker. Uh, he's the bass player for the Nadas, and he also is the one of the owners slash uh, engineers slash producers over at Sonic Factory. So shout out to John. I, I need to. I need to say this because I'm glad that you mentioned tape. I believe. And maybe this is my boomer mindset coming out as a 23-year-old individual. Boomer mind. I firmly believe that people that need to record, if people want to record and stuff, they need to start on tape. Because if you start off on tape, you don't have that simple luxuries of just, oh, I'll just go over to the mouse here, highlight this section, delete, we'll punch in here. They're still punching in on tape. But you got to realize, once you record over that tape, it's gone forever. So like, you can take another, like, the, the way you'd have to do it on tape is that you'd have to, okay, I'd have to record to another track on that tape. And then, assuming that they, you know, they have a 16-track machine that they record the tape on. Um, it's not like a digital audio workstation where you could just be like, okay, yeah, that take didn't sound so good. I'll just control Z, control Z, bring that other take back. Yeah. Um, I also like yeah. So he's uh, Q says he has t- uh, still has cassettes of Aerosmith. Cassettes are also making a comeback too. I like cassettes. There's a, yeah, there's, a there's a I like all forms of music. I like all mediums of music. Um, I like 
uh, cassettes because there's a there's a just I don't know it's just there's something about holding the cassette holding. in your hand it's just, and it's just and switching into size it's like it's not like vinyl because vinyl is a little bit of a hassle because like oh man I gotta open the dust cover I gotta stop the thing gotta flip it got I gotta flip the 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 disc I gotta all right now I gotta take my uh, dust brush and I gotta run it over the brush and then all right and then I gotta drop the needle close the dust cover there's a long process. I mean, you get used to it because as somebody who grew up on, I grew up on cassettes. Then I grew up, then I went to CDs, and I still buy. Oh, here we go! Here we go! I still buy CDs. Yeah. Um, What's uh, that red one? Uh, this is garbage. No, the other red one. Oh, this is a uh, not a great one. This is Peter Gabriel's Us. It's honestly not that great. Oh well, Peter Great Gabriel's fucking rad. Dude. I have uh, so I have so on vinyl, and I like so a lot better than than this one. Us is this one's just boring. Um, yeah, but no, I buy 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 CDs still. There's, that's it's... that's the same. the The reason you gave for liking cassettes is the same reason why people love vinyl and CDs because it's physical. I love to hold it. I love to like flip through it. Or whatever, but I, I understand like the uh, upkeep of vinyl is way different <laughs> than cassettes. Yeah. Obviously, cassettes are just like, all right, I just got to make sure the tape machine doesn't eat the tape. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. And you know, I've I've had a, I've had a Michael Jackson bad tape, uh, the not not bad tape, but the the, the album right. bad. Um, that tape uh broke on the lead out. I think it was because each each cassette tape each uh, has certain sections of it you know have you have the lead in which is just blank tape and it's not even just tape it's kind of just plastic there's no yeah. like there's no um ferric oxide i think is a material basically rust that's because that's how, a, how tape works is that you record to it by magnetizing certain parts of the tape um and that shit is like okay Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just thinking of like the first time when you think about how vinyl works, and then you think about how laser discs work, you mm-hmm. think about how tape works, and then you take a giant step back into like the 60s and think about how um, eight tracks microchips work. Like they build it, like it's it's just sand, it's compressed sand or whatever. It's like, yo, what alien came down and was like, here you go, reverse engineer this shit, you assholes, like. Anyway, I can't imagine, dude, people are so stupid now. I can't imagine if like all everything went away, we were like, all right, go invent music and go print it and put it on things. We'd be like, huh? Like, how the fuck would you do that? You know what I mean? Anyway, it's, it's why I, I tried to educate myself and actually, yeah. one of the part of the reasons why I actually study what I study is actually music oriented. I love the technology of music because music is very... Music is actually really complex. Audio is super complex, extremely complex. Like you wouldn't even think about it because it's like, oh, you just, I just put the CD in and it works. I just, okay, I just download this from the internet. I play, press play and it works. There's so many, there's so much that I just cannot get into because it would probably bore people. Um, If there was like an idiot's guide, like a dumbed down version of it, they would still, you'd be like... (laughs) It's, you're basically, it's, hard. it's magic. It's magic. It's, it's hard magic. to understand. Like even something that I'm work. So I'm taking a class called communication systems. It's not 
communications. It's not like, oh, like, you know, communications major. No, this is actually technical communications like radio waves or or uh, uh, sampling, like the sampling uh, theorem. Basically, sampling theorem is what allows you to take an analog, take basically music and put it digitally. It's a very complex thing. Um, and there's, there's, it's so fascinating. Like, and like, I'm trying to think, like, who the hell thinks of these things? Like, Edison, Edison back in like the 1800s, he's like, oh, I'm going to take this wax cylinder, I'm going to spin it, I'm going to yell into this cone, and then I'm going to play it back. And like, that's just, that's exactly what vinyl is. A vinyl is just a flattened wax cylinder where it's just like, okay, we record an audio signal. Like, you actually, if you take a vinyl record under a microscope, you can see the audio waves, basically. Um, and it's really cool because, like, you know, they started out in mono and then, okay, how do we make it stereo? How do we make it, oh, we can make it two channels? How do we make it two <laughs> channels? Oh, we interpret it. Okay, the needle goes up and down and side to side. And then they're just, okay, then we interpret that signal. It's so, like, mind-blowing to me. Like, like, how does this work? And then we go, like, who the hell thought of tapes? Like, I'm going to take rust. I'm going to put it on some plastic. And I'm going to spin it over a magnet. <laughs> and then it's going to make music. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I won't tell you how, right? But I'll tell you why. The innovation of music and how to get it out to people is such – it is the marketplace, and it's because, <clears throat> number one, I think personally, music is the universal language. I agree like it's, it's 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 literally like the story of Babel in the Bible. Like it's it's kind of like God's naughty secret where we're not supposed to all speak the same tongue – because if we were, if we did, we would get smart <laughs> and go find God. And he <laughs> yeah. does not want to be found, right? <laughs> he wants to be kind of tucked away. Um, it, politically, social, politically, all these things. The reason why we're so divided is because we can't come together on things. Music is one of those things that's just like, nope, that's what yeah, you either you like it or you don't. It, politics and what like race and culture be damned it's one of those things that you're gonna you will come to you i will like something that somebody that i don't like likes like it just happens and because of that you see what mankind has done they continue to push the medium <clears throat> when you talk about putting rust on like what are we talking about dude like, like there's there's no reason why that should exist i know we're rust i can make rust I can go find those things. I can spool it with a pencil and a plastic cassette tape. It ain't going to sound like fucking yeah. Aerosmith. You know what I mean? Like, and it's because uh, music is the universal language. And that's, that's why like, it's going to constantly, so now we're, now we're into that realm that you don't like so much with TikTok and, uh, getting it. Well, I'm just going to, um, pick and choose what I want. I'm going to put it into one thing. That might be the end end game there where that stuff might exist and it might be, you might not like it cause it's sloppy, but those types of people that like that stuff, it's, it's not going to last because 
that's just going to get pushed aside to people with talent. It, that always happens. Like the next best best thing is going to be mm-hmm. there, and it will constantly be pushed away to people who like actually have an ear, are creatives, you know, shit like that. So, I think this other secondary thing about music right now is. And I, I'm guilty of this. When I was growing up, I only wanted, you know, I would, my parents had cassettes and CDs and, you know, I would. Stop bragging. I would. Uh, I Running joke. I, 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 could, I could say, too, that my, my, my uh, uh, thank you, Q, for the follow. I appreciate it. Hey, um, thanks, Q. Um, I'll even say that my parents, uh, my dad has a couple of eight tracks. So, uh, but. Hell yeah. I, I haven't played them because I'm scared scared to play them because it's just like I have an 8-track machine and I want to test if it works. But the problem is I don't want to ruin the 8-tracks. That's the thing. But anyway, um, right. I, I'm guilty of this so when I was younger too. I have CDs that I have bought from the early 2000s and the, in the mid-2000s. And why did I buy them? Oh, there was a song in there that was on the radio that I liked. I'm not that way anymore. I prefer I absolutely prefer listen to the whole rather than the single like the the single i I love listening to the album and that's that's what i'm hoping that what this vinyl resurgence teaches people to listen to the entire album because it it, with vinyl you know spoiled people like me that grew up on cds you know we just hit seek and then it goes right to the to the track we want to but also unspoiled people like me too, because I, I like I said I grew up on cassettes, so I was like sitting at my Sony cassette deck, hitting the fast forward button on the tape machine, all right, and then stop and then play. Oh, not there yet. Okay, so stop forward. Oh, I went too far. Right, we got to go back, and you know it's it's a it's a challenge to get there. But there was a I, older mediums, older music f- uh, formats are designed, I think, to force you to listen to the entire album. And I think with digital format now, which don't get me wrong, I love digital format. I buy CDs. CDs are both a physical and a digital format, but they're not analog. Um, I buy CDs to rip them onto my computer to transfer onto my phone because I'm not carrying a CD player on me all the time. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not carrying a Walkman with me either. Sorry to those elitists. Um, it's, I, do, I, like, I love the convenience of digital music. But... That has also kind of ruined the whole because, like, it gives you easier access. Look at all the Spotify playlists. It's, like, so many different things of, like, different songs that are just picked and choose and stuff like that. And you could say that you could make the argue, oh, that's what DJs did in the 90s. Like, yeah, they did, but there was actually, like, a, a full-on talent behind, okay, I got to find this track on this vinyl record. And then, all right, now once this record's on, I got to queue up on the second deck. I gotta find this track too, and I gotta fade over to it. How do I know? I've DJed before, not on vinyl, but I've DJed before. Um, and I think the problem with or the accessibility with digital music is a problem to me because artists now are aren't creating f- solid whole arts. Okay, works so art. that's why I wanted. That's why I wanted to jump in was because you said, you know, I hope that that the consumer because of this now, like new resurgence of uh, vinyl has come th- through. Like maybe these these consumers are going to want to like want a whole project, listen to the whole project, not just individual tracks. I totally agree with you, and I'll raise you. It's got to be on the artist. You've got to put yeah. out a fucking 
all filler, no killer, baby. You mm-hmm. you you got to put out bangers because the stakes just raised. Like I have Amazon Music, I stream it. So you're like, I put it, I buy CDs to put. You say I used to do that. What you're doing right now, I buy CDs so that I can rip them, so that I can put them on my shit. I just have a monthly subscription of like eight dollars a month, and then I just have all the music I want. But one thing I don't do is I don't just pick and choose songs. I'll be like, I'm very picky. I'm like, I want a whole album. I want to listen to where this, where this guy's coming from. I've got a bunch of new suggestions too, by the way. God damn it. Like it's getting crazy. But anyway, go ahead. I have, so I, I, I just hope it's not original when it's digital that, that rhymes. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I agree with it or not, but it rhymes. So put that, that might be my new album title. On a technical aspect, Q is correct, actually. On a technical aspect, because I know how analog and digital audio works. I stand corrected. Uh, Crash Course. uh, Digital audio (laughs) is taken by sampling. And by sampling, you can never really have the perfect audio waveform. You just get, like, points at the audio waveform. If you go to Audacity, if you zoom in or, like, uh, Adobe Audition, which is the equivalent of Audacity... If you zoom in far enough on a digital wave, a digital waveform, it doesn't turn into the smooth line anymore. It starts turning into dots. Those dots are samples. It's a point in time. So he's correct. It's not original when it's digital, because digital is just a snapshot of what it is. But anyway, my 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 whole thing is like I hope that music changes now, so it forces artists to. Put out not just, okay, I'm going to put out two songs this year and I'm going to come back in two years again and put another, uh, another two songs. No, I want 13. I want 13 yeah. that I can listen to back to back to back to back to back. Like, I want a full piece. Yeah. I want a full on piece, not a, okay, here's some, okay, just let's just put like a 50 minute intro, intro track. And then, all right, here's another track that will, that's, you know, two and a half minutes, and it's all right. I'll, 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 I'll put it in here. And, oh, here's a stand-up. Here's the, this, is, this is what we're going to put on the radio. This is a single. We're going to make a YouTube music video over it. This is a single. And then you go to the next track, and it's just like, I'm bored. Like, and that's, I think, what the problem with this one is, with uh, Peter Gabriel's Us from 1993, 92. The problem with this one, there's, there's a lot of filler. It's boring. Like there's this is just singles. Um, I prefer to listen to the whole rather than just the a part. He's from the '70s era. What's your favorite album front to back? Q from the '70s. I'm gonna put you in a little bit of a box. It's got to be a '70s record. What's something that you can listen to front to back, and why is it? Head East. Mm, see, I hit you with a little deep cut. You didn't see that coming, bud. I actually haven't answered that question. You answer it first, and we'll wait for him to... Them. I should say them. Fleetwood Mac Rumors. 1979, I think it is. Oh, oh. I have the record, actually. The repress, but I still have the record. That is... Aerosmith's great. Aerosmith, yeah, okay. So I, I would have said... Yeah, you did say Aerosmith. You also said that analog is better, but how can you do this? 
better, better. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> you don't have it going on in your ears. That was later. That was like the nineties, I think. Uh, I I'll be honest. I don't. Yeah, actually, I'm not gonna say that. But <laughs> also, you're you. Funny thing about it, you have a mono microphone, so it's only. Oh, going I, know, to I, know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I tried to do it with yeah. my. I with I, I try to uh, and, pantomime pan, pan yeah. yourself. Now Fleetwood Max Rumors is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. What's your favorite track off of that, and why is it never going back again? It's not my favorite track. Is actually the album. Then it, let's end the show right now. <laughs> favorite track from that is uh uh fuck what's uh what's what's the album closer? It's the album closer. I forget, uh, forget what it's called. Not the chain. It's not the chain. Chain's the first. Chain is the chain is the first track on side B. Um, uh, it's like a a black magic woman. I think it's no, no. That's that's not Santana. That's that's. <laughs> Uh, God, what is uh, I need? I need to look this up. Hold I can't. On, hold on, hold on. I got it. Uh, Gold Dust Woman. What's it called? Uh, Don't beat me. Don't you beat me. What is it? It's actually I can bring it. I actually have it on my computer. Hold Damn on. It. Uh, where yet? Uh, Gold Dust Woman. It is. I was right. Gold Dust Woman. But I also like long songs though too. I I also like uh oh the wa- how the wall is a very good one though too. Hugh has a Hugh makes the wall is also you yeah that's like a you know what's interesting about Pink Floyd okay so you know how you hear uh there's always a uh in fact Q give me yours most overrated band and or and you know what I'm gonna change it not overrated what's a like extremely like a legendary top tier band that like you just don't like. Mine is Pink Floyd. Like, I can't, I can't get into it. I don't, listen, I love, I respect it. Eric Clapton's another one where I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, it just doesn't fall on my ears right. Here's is Alice Cooper. I don't know if I'd call that, like, respectable. <laughs> no, I mean, not, not like Pink Floyd. Like, if you're like, I don't like the Beatles. Like, I can understand that, right? Like, I love the Beatles. But there's a ton of people that I meet. They're like, I don't like them. I get it. Pink Floyd for me is that band. I'm just like, fuck. I just don't. For whatever reason, I, I literally, I'm like, I'm like the dumbest, um, kind of like entry level. I like that. Uh, Wish you were here song, and that's it. Yeah, I can't. I don't really. I can't really say I have an informed opinion. Frank on Zappa. Pink. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I can't really say I have an informed opinion on on Pink Floyd just because the only the only album that I've listened to front to back from Pink Floyd is The Wall and man so that that was my my dad so it's funny thing about it is that I bought a record player last year for Christmas for myself for Christmas and it spiraled into okay like I bought these records and now like okay I brought it home for Christmas I set it up for Christmas and I was like you know playing these records for my mom and dad and then the summer next summer came and my mom was like oh like we go to record store day i go to record store day and she's like i'm like you want to come to the record store day so yeah i want to go so she buys records like oh now i need a record player so she bought a record player and then then my dad starts buying records again and so and then my brother's like 
buy, starts buying records and like now he needs a record player and so like i don't know this this the whole i don't know what it is what happened like why did me buying a record player like get them to oh, buy a record player it's just fucking cool right now Yeah, it is cool but you know my dad was was like you know, I I love Pink Floyd. He he got the Dark Side of the Moon. He ordered that off of Discogs. By the way, Discogs is a great place to get albums. Um, and then I bought the Wall for him because he wanted the Wall. And I was listening to this with him, and I'm like, man, I need to get a copy of the Wall for myself because I really like this album. But that's the only album I've I've from Pink Floyd that I've listened to front to back. So I I, I can't really say I have a an informed opinion on them because I don't I don't have enough of a sample size. Uh, back in my college days, uh, uh, we li- would listen to Dark Side of the Moon. It was like 44 minutes long. It was like the perfect, you know, <laughs> if you're into doing things in college, it's the perfect, perfect record to do them to. Do, do certain, certain, certain things. There's certain things that you can do while you're listening to this. In a, in a closed and, room. And it was, it was, it was great. You know, I couldn't, you can't deny it when you're under the influence and you like listen to stuff like that or whatever, but I'm, you know, then, then you get sober and you're kind of like, well, that's that for me anyway, for personally, I'm just like, that's, that's for that time or whatever. Then I kind of grew out of that stuff and I was like, yeah, man, it's just like something that, it just never, for whatever reason, it didn't hit me. There's tons of them, too. Can't stand country, grew up on rock, then fell in love with techno. That, well, now that, quite the reach. I respect Q. That's that's pretty cool, man. I mean, I, but I, but I do, I do get it, because I know a lot of people that, like, especially Midwesterners that were just like, my family only listens to country. So I like rock and roll. And then there may be like, <clears throat> even like, um, uh, Gen Xers. My, my father-in-law is a Gen Xer and he, and he's just like tool. You know what really? I mean? Tool. Yo. As a Gen, a Gen Xer? Really? Wow. I mean, oh. I, hold on here. Uh, let me. Slim, I got. I got to pull up some of my, some of the CDs that I have within. Fifty reach. years old. God bless you, baby. Thanks, dude. Seriously, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, following us. Oh, it's just me now. Okay, listen. Okay, he's gone. Normally, like I'm not even involved in this. I'm not one of the guys who runs the show. I'm just like a guest host. Let's 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 get away with the gnarliest shit we can say right now cuz he's not around and he can't he can't hear us right so it's like there's no way that we can possibly get in trouble. Oh shit, he's back. Okay, everybody be cool. <laughs> so I've got some CD. I don't know what you talked about, but I can watch this back later. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> we were all on minding our P's and Q's. Uh here's this one. Uh chat uh Twitch will see this backwards, but it's uh Tools 10,000 Days. Because I like I like Tool, I like progressive rock, I like math rock. Um, so here here's some. It's like I have a very varied. Uh, night. Hold on. See there you go. Nine Inch Nails. I have. I know. This one, the Downward Spiral, 1994, which is a good album. 
this goes hard. This is like, this is hard. Like a normal human being would would say, man, this is hard to listen to because it is hard. It's difficult to listen to, but if you understand what's going on, it makes sense why it's so hard, why it's aggressive. Um, I'll save my, I'll, I'll show you my favorite album of all time later on. Are these all wrap? Are these all in plastic right here? Like, uh no they I, sound like they're wrapped no i well i i think just last year i started keeping the shrink wrap um it was actually funny enough after i started buying vinyl records again or not again i started buying vinyl records <laughs> um i started buying vinyl records and i wanted to keep the sleeve because you know the, the sleeve is just i'm used to cds where cds are plastic um with the exception of digipacks i love digipacks if you don't know what digipacks are yeah, I'll show you. Is, uh, is it like Digimon or like what? No, no, not that. Not that. Is it Pokemon, dude? <laughs> Are you talking about Blastoise right now? No, I've learned to actually just keep stuff in shrink wrap or keep the shrink wrap and try to protect. I I try to protect. You love the song "Something I Can Never Have." Pretty hate machine. Nine Inch Nails. Pretty what do you think machine. about that, Jason? Bring that one over here. Well, well, I see. He there already knows. Yeah. Hey. I have it. Um, no, this is another my favorite. My favorite album of all uh, from the two thousands, not of all time. Favorite, album, probably number two album of all time. Radiohead's Kid A. Kid A. Hey, Radiohead's Kid A. That's this now album, you're, man. Now you're dipping into my world a little bit, but well, I, also I, we, you're a prog rock guy. So do you like the kind of the we've talked about this? I think before. Do you like Yes? I do like Yes. Do you like Rush? I do like Rush. Okay, okay, cool. See, see, I like that old shit, but I, but when it evolved, kind of into like, I, I'm not, I will not call it this out of respect. Um, uh, but it kind of slipped. Prog rock was popular, and then new metal became popular around the same time. I don't have my Lincoln Park disc here. Don't my parents? And, and, I don't have Lincoln Park. But I'm, I'm not. I don't hate Lincoln Park. I don't hate those bands. But it kind of bled into those, and that's where I kind of fell off a little bit. So I like that that old school shit. What do you What do you think about Limp Biscuit then? As Fred Durst once said, "Yeah." I think Fred Durst. No, is he's the, I don't. I think Fred Durst <laughs> is the weakest part of Limp Biscuit because Wes Borland, like West Borland, the guitarist, yeah. is really good. Um, I, I'm I'm actually a fan of Buckethead. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Jordan, man, Jordan. Um, here's another CD. Garbage. I don't know if you've heard of Garbage. Garbage was popular in the late '90s. I like version two two That's a good one. But I will. I like. I have a very very varied music taste. This is uh, an album from the UK. Uh, a band called Pendulum, drum yeah. and bass. I don't know if you know what drum and bass is. Electronic. Okay. Music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was big. I think that's where that's where Finn is. Like, he thinks. I don't know if he likes drum and bass. Though he likes. No, no, no. But but he's big. He he likes what you like about it. Like I think that he, you know, where I'm like a musician, live musician or whatever, and he's like that type of shit. He 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 pegs that on you. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a? Heard of this one, Filter? Yep. Of course. Filter. This is another album that I really like. Uh, this is a title of record. There's a second one. What's ministry? Ministry. That's um, 
Al Jorgensen. I don't think I've ever heard anything from Ministry, but that's also that's he's Ministry. Ministry is like the founder of industrial, and I like okay. industrial. Okay, yeah. I like industrial because I might I might be saying this wrong, but what I see industrial as I like it because it combines rock with electronic music, but it's not quite electronic rock. Um, right. Uh, I'll listen to scores, music scores. This is the Vietnam War soundtrack. This is actually not. This is sealed, not even opened, because uh, I made a I made a dumb dumb mistake and I bought one copy off of Amazon. I went to Discogs because every time I buy a CD or a vinyl record, I go to Discogs to confirm the legitimate legitimacy of it. Um, and there's ways you could do it on CDs. It's easier on vinyl records because on vinyl records they etch in like a an identifier on the record, not on the playing surface, but like, you know, on the inner label CDs are harder because there is a mastering, like there's a mastering, uh, identifier, but it's really hard to see. It's like on the very, very inside of the ring. So, uh, I, I looked at discogs, bought the Vietnam war soundtrack off of Amazon and I'm hesitant about buying stuff on Amazon cause, or you know, anybody can really sell it on Amazon. Um, and I looked at our discogs, and I'm like, these identifiers aren't matching up, so I think it's fake. And also, it, because of the, sh- it, the, shrink rack, it, the shrink wrap that it came in was questionable. And so I'm like, oh, I, I think this is a fake CD. My dumbass was looking at the UK version of it on discogs. Mm-hmm. So it was an actual legitimate pressing. So I actually ended up going to the actual PBS store and buying this. So now I have two copies of the CD. One of them is open, this was the unopened one. But this one has the legitimate shrink wrap. And then favorite album of all time, The Fragile, Nine Inch Nails, nineteen ninety nine. This is this is what they call a digipack. It's you know it's kind of like a I I like it because it's 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 paper kind of like record kind of feeling. It opens up. It's it's really easy. You know when I'm because I have a CD player in my car. Um, I listen to CDs I've, on the go. I've been in your car. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, you have. You, I'm surprised you remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yo, that was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, nice car, by the way, ladies. He's, he keeps a clean car. I do keep. I I can't stand being in a dirty car or messy car. But I like this. Notice how it's two discs. Like yeah, booklet in there and everything. Yep, I like it because it's long. Yeah, I like yeah. it because it's long. <laughs> but because I I don't know. The first time I have a really interesting story about this album. Can, can I, I you can you tell that story while I uh, go to the little girl's room real yes. quick? So I I encountered the fragile accidentally. Um, the fragile was <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> the the fragile was something that that I didn't even expect to find. I was laying in my room one day and I was listening to the Johnny Cash version of Hurt and. That's like the most famous Nine Inch Nails song, but most people don't know it's a Nine Inch Nails song because Johnny Cash covered it, and Johnny Cash really made it his own. Johnny Cash's version of Hurt is very, very good. I actually prefer it over the Nine Inch Nails version, but they're completely different versions. Uh, they have different meanings behind them. Anyway, so you know, the way YouTube works is you know, YouTube recommends stuff that you think might, that is similar, and it uh, recommended track number two off of this album, so I was listening to it. I was listening to it, and I was just like, my impression of Nine Inch Nails was like super aggressive, hard, you know, screamo kind of metal. It was completely, 
off. I was very wrong with what Nine Inch Nails was. I, I don't know why that was my impression of what I thought Nine Inch Nails was. I think that's maybe the reputation that they probably had in the early 2000s. It's just really aggressive, hard screaming. Um, but when I listened to this track number two off of this song, or after this album, I noticed one thing was very, very clear. One thing was very, very clear on this album, or that track, that I noticed immediately. There's no drums. There are no drums on this track. It's very, it's very heavy at the beginning, and then it quiets down. There's this long droning C sharp, and it's it's a, like an acoustic stringed instrument. I don't know. I don't know if it's a guitar, or ukulele, what it is. It's if it's a violin, it's being plucked. It's a weird stringed instrument. And I noticed this thing, and it's like this is soft. It's it's pretty soft. And then it hits you really hard. The first time I listen to it, there's this large volume jump. Scares the shit out of me. Still kind of does, this is a, uh, kind of scares the shit out of me when it comes on because it's so unexpected. It does a really good job with it. So then I started, so then I was like, okay, I'm interested more. So I started listening to the entire album. This album starts out with a song called Somewhat Damaged. It's in 3-4 time that eventually transitions into 4-4 four, four into the end. But it's like, this guy is angry. He's mad. And when I first discovered this album, I was also angry. I was mad. It's not like I had no teenage angst or anything. It wasn't like that. I was depressed and angry because I was depressed. Um, or angry at what had happened to me at the time. I'm like, this is this is this guy is like angry. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm seeing where it goes. So it's called Somewhat Damaged. And it gives you a false sense of what this album is going to be because it's like it starts off really hard and aggressive. But then there goes track number two, which is no drums. Then it goes to track number three, an instrumental with just piano and uh, some like background crickets kind of thing. Um, and then it goes into track number four, which is heavy, but not like super aggressive. And then there's track number five, which, which is wearing this together. It's, it's like kind of poppy, but like it's really it's poppy, but it's not pop. It's like this guy is in pain. This is desperation. He's like screaming kind of like like last ditch kind of thing and then it goes to, to the title track the fragile which is soft it's it's you know pretty soft and it's it's this the point being this album is about soundscapes rather than lyrical content i love how many instrumentals are on this this album has the best flow of any album that i've ever heard of and god damn it when i was listening to it i was like damn this album's not over yet like, it's long. It's long, but it's not like... I wasn't like, God, this album's not over yet? When is it gonna end? It's like, God, this album's not over yet? What's, what does he have more to say? Like, what is... What is what, what more can you do with this? Because it's like... I'm already an hour and a half in. And I look at the YouTube playlist. There are two tracks left. And then when I get to the final track... I had to make sure autoplay wasn't on... Because like it sounded so different, it's just yeah. it's it's the, the the ending track sounded so different. It's so good. It, this the the ending track is really good. It wraps everything up. It's so so. This album is the fragile. I have it on. I have it on CD. I have two copies of uh, on vinyl. One's unopened. I will never open that one. I don't intend on opening it. And I have the uh, definitive edition that was just completely instrumentals and other demos that were released on there. Four, 
or vinyl records. Um, the Fragile is, is the best way at telling life, a story of life, without just explicitly saying it, because it's so... I would love to do... I, one thing I want to do before I die is I want to do an in-depth analysis on this album, because... There's so much to dissect from this album. There are 23 tracks on the CD, 25 on the vinyl, and then I think 20, 24 on the cassette. Each different, each each version is different, and that's like this is innovation because like you know the CD at the time was the definitive edition. Like that was the one that was designed to be you know that was. That was the one to listen to because CDs were the, the, the popular medium in 1999. But there's the cassette version. The cassette version has an additional track. And the story behind this additional track is really unique. Why was it added? Because if it wasn't there, the cassette would end in the middle of a track. So you'd have to flip the cassette in the middle of a track. So they added this track that fits that I wish was on the CD. Because every time I listen to CD versions, it's like, God, this track is missing like it, because it just feels wrong, and then the vinyl record has twenty five. It has two tracks that weren't on the CD, and it has alternate versions because because I love how like Trent and uh, Alan Mulder, I think was the one. Alan Mulder was the guy. I think his name is Alan Mulder. He was the one who produced the Wall, Pink Floyd. Um, they they sequenced the way they they made the album they sequenced it for each individual version so each track is complete each version is completely different in like their versions of the tracks like some tracks are shorter on the vinyl uh, and longer on the cd some tracks fade in uh, or crossfade on the cd whereas like on the vinyl record they stop because you have a side change but then they can compensate that by making an, a longer intro to the next side or anything like that. It's so 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 unique that I think it's just fantastic. Nothing can ever dethrone this album for me as the number 1 album of all time, the greatest album of all time. And the reason why it's so good, why the reason why I like it so much is because it's so perfect to me. Because it's so imperfect. It's very human. Uh, there's stringed instruments. You know how hard you you know how hard stringed instruments are. They're not always in tune. Did you see? Did you see what Q said? Uh, yeah, he said, "Think of okay. I'll read this. Think about life the way you wor- it works. You get angry, then calm down, then dwell, then dwell, then dwell. I could, I swear, I could speak. Then dwell on the human emotions. Match the sequence of the songs in order." That's a perfect way to put this. This guy starts off angry. The whole premise of this album is we have this guy who's angry. Then he gets sad. Then he tries to work towards happiness. Then disc one ends. And then disc, disc two picks back up. All right. Continuing this happiness, getting closer, getting closer. Okay. Then he's getting a little bit sad. There's like, you know, questions of there's the instrumentals. The instrumentals are there to break the sequencing of just like okay here's depth here's thinking like basically just thinking like i'm not sure where to go from here just thinking and it's and the way it ends the way this album ends is just like i remember doing my physics homework at the time when this album ended and i stopped doing my physics homework after the album ended i was just like <laughs> 
holy shit like holy shit like it ends it ends in such a very very haunting way to the point where it's just like it's desperation it's it's it ends on an instrumental it Mm -hmm. ends with no lyrics and it ends with detuned piano detuned guitars uh cricket bug noises like out like just ambient noises from like outside at night right drones i think you know what drones are right in a music term drones it's a very complex thing that's in 68 i think maybe 64 um and it's just like holy shit this thing is a journey this thing is just like he starts off in your face angry then he gets quiet. Human. This album is just, it's human. It's a very human album. And then by the time it ends, you're just like, you're not sad. You're not angry. You're not disappointed. You're just like, lost. You don't know what to do because you, it, it, it kind of puts these emotions into you of just, I'm angry yeah. now. Oh, now I'm sad. But now I'm getting motivated. There's, I'm getting hope. I'm, there's hope. There's hope and there's hope. There's hope. More hope. More hope. And then he pulls the rug out from underneath you. And, you, and then you get this. The, the, the last track I'd say is just is Limbo. It's, it's please, if you, have, if you have an hour and 40 minutes, that's how long this album is. It's an hour and you, 40 minutes. You do, by the way. You, you have it. I, I, I do. I do. Not you, not you. Them. Oh, Q? Q has it? No, them. them. If you have if an, or, an hour, 40 minutes, everybody's got that. Yeah, if, you, if you've been listening to Top this from this point, you've had two hours and 12 minutes, so you have yeah. the time. Please, and you're, I'm not going to say everybody's going to like this. Not every, some people might just turn it off after the first minute of track one because it's so in your face, so aggressive. But that's not the tone of the entire album. This thing is a journey. And I've never, had a, I've never listened to an album... That has taken me on the same journey that this one has. And I, I think I credit that part of the length. And because of this album, it is very difficult for me to listen to albums that are under 40 minutes long. Because it's like, I want more. I want more. I want to be satisfied. Hugh says that Trent, you know, if you don't know, Trent Reznor is who he's referring to, the mastermind behind Nine Inch Nails, used the broken sound to his advantage and ruled with that. Broken, I was listening to earlier. Broken is a very, very hard album to listen to because it's so in-your-face aggressive. It's more aggressive than the Downward Spiral. Like, the Downward Spiral is somebody who's angry and sad. Broken is just somebody who's pissed off angry. Like, he's mad, and I have the definitive edition. So Nine Inch Nails released definitive editions of their albums. They're working through them. And the definitive editions come with essays. And this essay was... they're They're written by somebody externally. And... They're written by somebody who was either involved with the process of making the album or whatever that. And this essay is about, yeah, Trent's mad because he's in this he's in this contract that he hates. He's in this record contract that he hates. He wants, you know, this this the guy who's who's managing his record deal or or like the 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 record company. You know, the record company wants him to make make something like Pretty Hate Machine, make something very poppy. Whereas this guy's like, I don't want to make pop. You're making pop. I'm not making pop. Release me from like my contract. Release me from my record contract. No, I'm not going to. You're making pop. All right. Okay, then if I'm 
if you're not going to release them from a contract, I'm going to go make music under a different name secretly. And this is just him being pissed off at, at quote, Steve. Because his name, the guy, his name is Steve. And there are songs on the, on the, the record that say, <laughs> one of the lyrics is, eat your heart out, Steve, that's whispered into the center channel. And then the music videos, one of the tracks, because it was recorded on a Pro Tools rig, one of the tracks is called Fuck You, Steve. And the music video. This guy is angry. And while this is going on, Interscope buys out his contract from uh, TVT Records, which is he was on. Now, he didn't know exactly what was going on. So he was like, oh, man, I've just got slave traded. He's pissed off. So this, like, this album is just, or it's not even an album, it's an EP. It's an EP. It's an extended play, but it's it's like, holy shit, this guy's angry. <laughs> it's yeah. like, this is mad. I will put it on my home theater tomorrow as boss lady. Wife will kick my ass. That's what that, <laughs> I listened to that, like. It's Q my favorite person in the whole world right now. Might like, be. Might be, man. For, like, at least it has got to be your favorite person in the whole world right now. Like, somebody who can, like, dig what you're fucking I appreciate laying out. Uh, uh, somebody yeah. who understands Nine Inch Nails and understands that they're just not this angry, angry band because it's not really a band. It's really just it's now two people, but it's just for the entirety of its project, it's just been really one person. Uh, which you have to be impressed about. It's been one person. The first album was recorded entirely by himself, entirely by himself, and he was branding as a band. And then everybody would just think, oh, it's just Nine Inch Nails is hurt, you know. Sad, depressed music, angry music, or I want to fuck you like an animal. Which you know, if you listen to that song in the context of the lyrics, the actual lyrics, not the chorus, and the context of the album, it's actually not about sex. It's about desperation and all honesty. It's about des- it's sad. It's really sad. But God does it go hard because he knows how to he knows how to use he knows how to use pop elements and make it not pop. And I appreciate I appreciate people that can blend genres or or innovate genres, and so he innovated in industrial. So Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite bands. For, or bands, um, and it's really weird because Nine Inch Nails, my two my three favorite brand, bands are Nine Inch Nails. Not no, not in order. Not, this is no specific particular order. Nine Inch Nails, Linkin Park. You know everybody hates new metal. <laughs> like people hate new metal. People don't like <laughs> Linkin Park. And Radiohead. They're all three very different things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I got to stop talking because I can go on forever about, about No, I love about I, music. That's, I was like, hell yeah, dude. Let's go. Like, I, I love that shit. Oh, we have a fellow. I love Canada. I do love Canada. Are you kidding me? How did you come across this? If I don't mind you asking. Mind, yeah. How did this happen? Maybe it's the title because the title is... NHL related hockey, hockey, yeah. But we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten to that yet. We will. And I'm not a hockey guy, and I'm not a uh, nine inch nails guy. But I, I love this shit. I'm like, educating this is, you. I will, I will is, actually educate you about the NHL thing because it actually, I, 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 I've been wanting to talk about it. Since he supports smaller weeks. streamers. Well, I you don't know how I, I'm pretty fat. I mean, you don't know how big <laughs> I am. I mean, you can't fucking tell right here, but. Do you have any idea what this logo means? I, I almost wonder. You can all, you, I guess you can kind of see in the back of Jason's. It means Code Brown, right? 
how dare you <laughs> no he doesn't he go tweet does go tweet go tweet that out i say that i say old iowa logo means code brown and have all the so, iowa fans against me yeah <laughs> so we're, we're both uh well not both we're we are in iowa right now one of us is a iowa hawkeyes fan and the other is an iowa state cyclone um damn near alumni so uh, we we are into collegiate sports, yes. and that's how not necessarily this podcast was started, but it is definitely a giant aspect of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we they obviously I'll, I'll say they I won't include myself. I've been on this is my fifth time, so I've I've been on quite a few times. Um, lucky me. Um, they talk about literally everything, but the the whole reason of this podcast is exactly what you're doing right now, Q. You hop in and you take over the podcast. We're just the idiots who we don't have anything to fucking talk about. And then you come in and we get to talk about that and you get to influence the entire show. So we so we, awesome that you're here. We go into the show, the whole premise of this, we started over a year ago. Uh by like a week, 53 weeks ago. Um, the whole premise of this, we're just going to go in, no script, no outline. We're just going to talk, round table, basically. We don't want it to be super, super structured. We're not on any specific time deadline, you know, like we have to get done in like an hour or so, or like we got to have 45 minutes and 15 minutes needs to be of ad reads or anything. We wanted it to be very relaxed, relaxed, sit down, lay down, go to sleep, listen to us. Or you can crack open a cold one, listen to us, or watch us wherever we are. We are on Spotify. We also are on YouTube. Uh, and all the other uh, popular uh, podcast streaming uh, platforms. I'm not too familiar with all of them. I don't, I'm not the one who handles that. Um, our normal uh, co-host, uh, who is unavailable this week, but he will be back next week. He's the one who handles the... Um, promotion side of this so he's the one who handles so i'm not exactly sure how it go, gets up onto spotify and and all these other things but i'm the one who handles getting up on twitch and getting up on youtube so i appreciate you being here actually q and go canada actually i love oh yeah man i, I love I actually i love canada i just wish that i had my passport with me when i went to niagara falls because i wanted to walk into toronto <laughs> i i want i i want to go to toronto i do i do want to go to toronto uh, Q says he's addicted to maple syrup while I ride my polar belly. Like, eh? <laughs> typing on Oh, you're talking about you're typing on Xbox. Oh, I can't. Oh fuck. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta say. Uh, oh man, <clears throat> is there, is there, that was a big moose. That was a big moose over there. That's a big moose. Yeah, that was a big hockey. Big hockey over in uh, in, uh, in Edmonton. Uh, I can't. Listen, do, I just can't do the Canadian thing really too well. I'm a. I'll tell you what. A boot. Yeah, a uh, boot. I'm I'm sorry, personally sorry. Per, personally I'm all about anybody who uses uh loonies and toonies as their currency. So I'm you know that would, to me let's go baby. Bacon, maple syrup, let's get going. By the way, by the way, if I have offended any Canadians with my uh, impression I I I, I don't s- think you can I don't think you can offend Canadians. I, I think they're I pretty I sincerely apologize and I would like to say sorry. To the Canadian people. <laughs> there you goes. We just, yeah. See, we're all the the thing about Canadians and Midwesterners is we're the same. We're bro. pretty much the same, yeah. 
We're the same. We're from, we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. I just wish um, Canada's worst driver still continued because that was my fix every January. Uh, I would I would wait for somebody to upload the episodes of Canada's worst driver on the YouTube and I'd watch that. It's very interesting. It was so interesting. If you don't know it, Sir Quark, I don't. I don't. If you're bored, <laughs> if you are very, very bored, it's so interesting to watch. Though it's called Canada's Worst Driver. All right, just look it up. I don't remember who uploads it. They're full episodes. And I'm like, I swear, I probably failed a couple classes because I was too busy watching Canada's Worst Driver late at night. <laughs> because I'm just like, this is just too good. <laughs> this is way too good. Worse now is weed. Oh, I did not know weed is legal in Canada. I am. Was that aware of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know actually where it's all legal. Uh, I mean, it's not nationally legalized in the United States. It's legal in your home state, isn't it? It is. It is legal. And uh, good old, um, the person who used to harass my co-host, he went to a dispensary near my hometown. He traveled from central Iowa. He traveled three hours to get weed. And he showed up on camera with his name yeah. and went back to the state of Iowa where weed is illegal and brought it back. And he's like, Oh yeah, I have no shame in like showing my face and saying, hey, I'm doing this. I'm going here. I'm, I'm from Irvindale or whatever it was. Yeah. But yes, we did. Weed is legal in, in the state of Illinois. Um, CB is CBD legal in, in Iowa. I don't know if it is. Cause I remember um, in 2018, I remember there was a place in, uh, here in Ames that uh, got shut down for selling CBD because CBD was technically classified as uh, marijuana. I'm not sure, but it, I think because of Illinois, it's trending in the <clears throat> in that direction, legal legalization. So I think we they've definitely um, let let into a little bit more of like being okay with it. But yeah, we're one of the standstills when it comes to that it's because we are a highly conservative state too also we're also right we're uh i'm pretty sure nebraska has been really that's uh, well, actually really surprising no you know what i don't i never mind it's not but i remember going to lincoln and just being like flooded with like marijuana be like jesus god in heaven like what is happening right now so i I'll take minnesota it back. legalized it because minnesota is super democratic that's the other, yeah, I don't, uh, it's, as far as I know, it's not, but yeah. it's, it's gotta be close. It's so weird because like Minnesota is more democratic than Illinois, but yeah. Illinois has legalized it. Maybe because of Chicago. Though. Sure. But yeah, our podcast is a little bit of everything. It's really like you, you, you tune in and you don't know what you're going to be getting really <laughs> until you actually go in and actually you have a. Audience members have a direct influence on on yep. the way the, the way the show goes. Um, I, I we will rant about uh, things that you mentioned in, in in chat, or you will we will discuss openly directly with you about things that you say, or, or if we have something and you chime in on it, we'll address that too, and we'll uh, go on a, a whole side tangent or even just full tangent on on that. It's I I love. When I was watching Twitch streamers, you know, I support small streamers also. I enjoyed the ability to actually communicate directly with the streamers. So that's why I, I want to be able to keep that going for this too. Um, I don't, I, I may have differing opinions than the co-host, uh, not you, Sir Quark, the normal co-host that we have um, 
about this i don't want it to grow super big because once you grow so large like you look at other twitch channels that have like look, dude just go we were watching a big titty stream earlier today before the show you can't there's even read the time. chat there's still time there's still time we might be able to put that on here no don't don't not yet not i'm yet. not sharing it i actually just want to know variant yeah. i want to know if she got <laughs> taken down yet uh Oh, that's twitch.tv. I don't want twitch.tuberculosis. I want twitch.tv, not TB. Uh, yeah, we were, we were oh, watching. Oh, ASMR, lick the ear now. I love ASMR, and I love licking. So, I mean, you're talking. Now we're talking. Honestly, when I, clicked, when I first watched the ASMR licking stream, I thought I was actually watching softcore porn. Like, that's how, like, I was like, what is this? But well, well, that's, that's, for after, that's for after the... Uh, the show. Yeah, Q, this is more of like a um, talk radio, interactive talk radio. Yes. It, it, maybe, maybe a bad way of putting it. If I, if I could actually activate a phone line for people to call in, I would love Yo. to do that. I want to do that. Maybe we can integrate that somehow in our Discord. That'd be um, awesome. But that's, that's something that I've, I've, I would love to have, too, is like have people like just chime in. Audio, audio wise, not just text wise. It's like, yo, hey, uh, yeah, uh, Derek Henry, blah, or, or you know, Spencer Peters can't throw for shit, or whatever. That, and then have another caller come in and say, you know, that dude is a dumbass. Spencer Peters is the future of Iowa. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fun to have. It'd be like the fun to have those, those things, other things here. All right. Uh, let let me finally get to the t- the the title of what what this was about. <laughs> let me finally get about this. So, Circle Herc, I'm not going to explain to you exactly what happened yet because I want to give you. Yeah. So you are completely unaware of anything right now, right? Yes, I am. All right. So I'm gonna. I want to. I want to project this to you in a completely blind scenario because I don't want to. I don't want to see how I. Yeah, I don't want to influence any bias in there. I, I I know st- I've taken I know a I know AP high school t- statistics you know I got an A in it just just don't ask me about college statistics right now I uh, I kicked over a chair uh, after my stat exam earlier this morning but anyway um but so I want to uh, avoid also, also, I don't know anything about hockey yeah so you don't need this one okay I, this one I'll, I'll I'll influence some bias in you and say you don't need to know anything about hockey. Really, you don't really need to know anything. Do you know, actually? Do you know what the championship trophy is called? The Stanley Cup. Okay, so you know that. So okay, I'm you can drink st- milk out of it or beer, or you know, everybody cereal can, or anything. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. But so, there's a guy that goes around with it. Yes, yes. Which is so you do know, rat but as, as my chair continues to fall apart, Christmas is coming up, so hopefully I'll get a new one. Uh, oh, yo, yo, dude, Q. Q is just in the curling, man. Oh, you got to oh, sweep, sweep, uh, sweep. Yo, get those brushes out, my yeah. dude. But so, okay. Yeah, <laughs> aggressive sweeping. <laughs> I do. You got to make the face. You got to make the face. I wish, I wish that was a, you know, if I, if I were making closed captioning for for Olympic, actually, the Winter Olympics are going to be next year. Awesome! So we get curling next year. Is it next? It's I next year. We're going to do it this year because of a. Uh... Oh wait, 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 wait! What what month? February, I think it is. Okay, okay. So all right, right, right. Sorry, go ahead. Where is it? Uh, Pyeongchang, uh, South Korea. 
No, that's North Korea. <laughs> it's not North Korea. It's, I think it's in South Korea. China. <laughs> I, I'm actually curious. Let me get off of this AMR lick the ear stream. Um, uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, I think it's in... Actually, it might be in Japan. Japan? Some Asian company. Or company. Company. Easy for you to say. Some Asian country. Mm. Uh, Look it up. Look it up. As you're looking it up, can I, okay, uh, call back to the very first part of this podcast was Jason came over to my house for the first time to hang out. We've never hung out with each other, like, face-to-face, and I'm pretty sure... Like, I made the joke about, like, my dog being like, yeah, he doesn't like brown people. Did I make that joke? <laughs> Tell me I, can, I made I can't that. remember if you did or not. Oh, I, I, God. I think oh you did, God. though. I think you did. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. I, I don't thought... have any issues with it. I'm not, like, super. <laughs> I wanted it to be, like, shock jock type shit, like, right off the bat, like, where my friends were there. When when uh the the half the group left or whatever. And I was like, "Yeah, here. Oh, he's leaving. Yeah, he does. He doesn't like brown people or something." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you said I, that. You I, did say that. Yeah. Okay, okay. I know I did that. And then, like, looking, I was like, "I'm such an at- like. This is the first time I've ever seen this guy in person. I'm saying that. Like, that's pretty ballsy. That's a pretty ballsy move. It's ballsy, but you also have to remember, even though that's the first time meeting you in person, it's like it's not the first time I've interacted with you. Sure, It'd be different sure. if it's the first time I interacted with you." And that's what I said to you in the in your to respond to your DM. I was like, it was weird how unweird it was. Mm-hmm. It was like it was just hanging out with an old friend or whatever. So anyway, so <laughs> where I got nice, bless you. Um, even though you just burped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you actually just sneeze or was it fake? It was fake, baby. That was a good one. That was that was that that kind of that did throw me off. So Pyeongchang, I was talking about, that was actually the last Winter Olympics, so that's where I got Pyeongchang. They're in Beijing. They are actually in... Say it? China. Yes. So they're in China this year. Billions and billions and billions. There's there's a video of me saying billions and billions while on helium. (laughs) I was on helium, so... Oh, yo, you have to fucking fight. Uh, Here, uh... We got time. Oh, we got time. Well, I can pull it up. Luckily, see, that's the problem. See, Canadians are very tolerant. Us Americans, you know, we just we're offended by everything. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, you know, Q says he's colorblind. He can't see colors. First off, I got to say bullshit. But secondly, I got to say, I I believe you because I made it a joke immediately. Like, I was like, I barely know this guy let's make fun of his skin color <laughs> like we're not make fun of it i'm trying to make fun of the white people around me to try to get them uncomfortable yeah. or whatever but my but i'm like i jason has to be in on the joke if i do it and like that's why i was so worried the next day i was like god damn it what the fuck did i do what did i say all right let me uh let me oh, show here we go circle all right and then let's go to screen sharing you should cur- tw- uh, chat should uh, Twitch should currently be seeing my screen. You are seeing this right now. Here's here's me saying billions and billions on helium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh before doing that. Right, so just inhale. I've never huffed before, so. I don't... <laughs> 
Billions. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, fucking. <laughs> billions and billions of people. <laughs> yeah, there you go, so that's so when I said it, I was like, "Oh, it doesn't work," because I didn't think it worked at the time. But it's actually, oh fuck, it does. So there's, there's, I guess you're, uh, Jason. What a loser. I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. So back to hockey. Uh, back to hockey as we sweep, sweep. Um, no, but okay. So. I'm gonna try and explain this, or say, say, retell this as without as with as minimal bias as possible. Okay, so the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team uh, in 2010. This is 11 years, or yeah, this is 11 years ago, because it would have been the spring of 2010. They're on their Stanley Cup run, playoffs. Playoffs has happened. Now I, I have to ask you this, Circle Heart. As a higher ranking official within an organization, if someone reports sexual misconduct in your organization, what is your course of action? <clears throat> you cut out there as a higher a higher what? A higher ranking individual in the organization. So like, you know, general manager or coach or or okay. whatever, owner. And a, it's a player or somebody in the a organization? A player in, within the organization reports sexual misconduct. They report Specifically it. sexual assault. So against a player? No. Oh, yeah, against a player. I guess so a player. Right. A player reports sexual assault against a coach. Oh. Within the organization, yes. What? <laughs> you, are, you are in the playoffs. You are in the playoffs about to win a Stanley Cup. Okay. What is your course of action? <clears throat> okay. I am definitely, you probably aren't going to like this. I'm definitely more conservative than, than you, maybe. I, I don't, I have to know more about this story. I have to know details. On its face, as you present it, you have to at least sit the coach and have a independent in- investigation against him and what happened. I, I mean, I, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking what your 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 what what is your course of action if you were in this scenario? There's no right or wrong answer. Actually, I don't. Oh, I don't, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. I just. Uh, I'm just curious as to what your your action course of action would be. Hugh says to suspend, then investigate. Sure, yeah, I I I agree with that. You have to if there's any. That's wild. Keep in I, mind. Keep in mind. You are in the middle of a Stanley Cup playoff run. You are about right. to win the Stanley Cup. Right. Yeah, I would say if you if you. If it's if it's filed, if it's official, you have to suspend and investigate. I mean, well, I mean, if, I don't know if we agree or disagree, I, but yeah, I, I will change, change my mind because I don't. I, I will I will share to you what actually happened. I will give my take afterwards. 
So in 2010. Also, Q, do you know exactly what he's talking about? I know you're typing on an Xbox controller. God bless you. I work for, those oh, thumbs, I, I, baby. Massive respect to that, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Massive respect. Um, so yes, this, hap- this is a, a real thing. So I will say that in 2010, the Chicago Blackhawks were on a Stanley Cup playoff run. About to win the Stanley Cup. He says, doesn't matter, any sexual report should be held to the highest authority. Uh, a player who we now know his name, um, but originally was named John Doe, and this came out during the summer this year. This came out, this, these, these findings came out during summer. His name was John, he came out as John Doe during the summer. Just in the past three weeks, his name is actually Kyle Beach. He was a player for the Chicago Blackhawks that got called up during the playoffs. So he was in, you know, hockey has um, kind of like the minor league baseball system. There's a system for you to start out in and you work your way up through the ranks to the actual NHL team. He got called up from, I believe it was called the Rockford Ice Hogs. I don't remember exactly who was the, the feeder to the Chicago Blackhawks, but for their playoffs. So he played in the playoffs. There is a report, <clears throat> or at least according to... Claims from John Doe, Kyle Beach, and independent investigation that happened over the summer. This is just this summer. There were reports that John Doe was sexually assaulted and received sexual sexual misconduct from a film or video coach within the Blackhawks organization during the playoffs. As in... We're gonna get explicit here, so if anybody yeah, yeah. is if anybody is uncomfortable with this, I want to make this clear. This there is this is, this serves as a trigger warning. This is very sensitive. To, this can be very uncomfortable for people to 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 hear about. Um, so the explicit things that happened. Um, also, also, if I could, is this alleged? This is still alleged. I'm not trying to. I'm this, not trying to protect is, anybody. This, I just. This is if, still alleged to my knowledge. Okay. It, it is okay. alleged. So allegedly, the... Allegedly this part. the yeah. Allegedly, the film coach um, basically coerced... Um, I don't have a better word than other than just coerced. Um, sure. Coerced this player to perform oral sex on the coach or let the coach perform oral sex on this player. Um, that is alleged. This is confirmed. The uh, video coach also sent explicit text messages to this player. That's actually confirmed. No Q, by the way. <clears throat> I will get to the Q's comment later. Um, so... Uh, John Doe, Kyle Beach reported it to somebody within the organization, somebody within power. Independent investigation showed, again, this was, independent investigation was performed in the summer of this year. These actions that occurred happened in 2010. Independent investigation showed that there was a meeting within, with the general manager, the head coach, uh, the video coach and other individuals within the organization, organization, I don't remember who all, about to discuss this meeting. 
to discuss the the actual the course of action. It was reported to my knowledge. Again, I haven't really, I haven't read the 127 page report sure. that came out. I have it saved on my phone. I will read it when I have the time. I just don't have the time to read 127 pages right now. Uh, reported that the invest- independent investigation found that the what came from that meeting is that they claimed that they were going to push it higher. They were going to they were going to do some more investigation and bring it up to higher rank more more higher ranking officials. That never happened. But all that like they never pushed it higher and reportedly worked to hide it. Worked to bury it under under the carpet. Um because they were in a Stanley Cup playoff run. They did not want this negative attention to come out. So no course of action happened during this time time period. Uh, Kyle Beach was not um, informed about this. He was just told that you know they would do you know action would be taken. They would they would look into it, but they never looked into it. They swept swept it under the rug. And they apparently what came from this meeting also was the decision to sweep it under the rug. Chicago Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in 2010. As you know, or if you may not know. Um, people in the, within the organization get their names engraved on the on the cup. Yeah, video coach, I believe, does get his name engraved on the on the. I could be misinformed though. Uh, somebody directly involved with this meeting uh, got their name engraved in the cup. And the way it works is the Hockey Hall of Fame lets each person within the organization they give them one day to spend with the cup. The video coach got to spend one day with the <coughs> You know, this happens. 2010 passes, we come to 2011. Nothing happened. 2012, nothing happened. 2013, Chicago Blackhawks win another Stanley Cup. 20, I think in 2013, video coach leaves the organization and goes to a university. I don't remember which university it is. Um, 2014 happens. 2015 happens. Chicago Blackhawks win another Stanley Cup. 2016 happens, and I think in 2016, <clears throat> video coach, former video coach of the Blackhawks, I believe it's 2016. I, I could be wrong with these years. Uh, former video, now former video coach of the Blackhawks, now with his new university, um, convicted of sexual misconduct and assault when a player at the, on the hockey team that he's coaching or within the organization is and is, has to register as a sex offender in the state of Michigan. I believe it is. 2016 happens, nothing. 2017, nothing. 2018, uh, head coach, of, I think it's 28 during 2018, either 2017 or 2018, head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks uh, gets fired from the team, goes to the Florida Panthers. Uh, head coach, his name is Joel Quenville. He was with the team during the three Stanley Cups that the Chicago Blackhawks won. Um, 2018 happens, 2019 happens. Uh, 2020 happens. A uh, general manager st- named Stan Bowman, uh, who was uh, general manager during uh, 2010, during the Stanley Cups, is now promoted to uh, president and CEO of, uh, of hockey operations for the Blackhawks. 20, summer 2021, John Doe comes out with accusations, or as John Doe, former, is, is reported John Doe, former Blackhawks player during 2010, 
uh, reports or comes out saying, hey, I was sexually assaulted by a video by a former video coach of the Blackhawks during the Stanley Cup run. Independent investigation is held during those during summer. The reports of those findings come out, I think, two weeks ago. It it becomes known in this report that the Chicago Blackhawks took no course of action. And now here's where things the NHL investigates. The NHL comes in, investigates. Um, they don't talk to former video coach because he's not with the NHL anymore. They talk to general manager of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Or, yeah, because he's, he's general manager and president. After this meeting with uh, Stan Bowman, ESPN reports uh, Stan Bowman has resigned as president uh, from the Blackhawks organization. We'll speak with the uh, with uh, former head coach Joel Quenville and with Florida Panthers uh, on Thursday. I think this all happened last week. Last week, Stan Bowman resigned, I think it was. Thursday, uh, so actually Wednesday night, the Florida Panthers have a game. They play a game. Uh, Joel Quenville is on the bench for the Florida Panthers. He has a meeting. It, it is all known, is well known that he, he will have a meeting with Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL. The next day, he is coaching. On the, He's on the bench with the players. The meeting happens the next day. I don't know how I don't remember how long this meeting happens, but after the meeting, ESPN reports Joel Quenville resigns as head coach of the Florida Panthers for his involvement with the with this uh it's technically a scandal. Um and then during this time period, uh John Doe reveals himself to be Kyle Beach. There's an interview with TSN. Q knows Q might know what TSN is, it's the Canadian ESPN with Kyle Beach. It's a twenty minute video uh video interview. God damn it, is it hard to watch? It is really hard to watch. The emotions are raw from this guy. This guy has had to live with this for 11 years with no course of action. So your response of saying you would, you guys have basically agreed, suspend then investigate, basically right there. I am... I, I will finally address Q's comment here about so money is uh, more. Yes, we are alive. Hello, Dark Blast. Uh, I will finally address Q's comment saying so money is more important than ruining a life forever, even if it's a false accusation. I he's saying that as a hypothetical question, right. and I don't think he's saying that directly direct uh, directed to uh, to us. My answer to that question is absolutely not. You have to take. You have to take immediate action and investigate immediately take these things seriously i do not care if you are in the middle of a stanley cup run you can do a private investigation without the media knowing do an investigation do a do don't investigate within the team do your own investigation and also do an external investigation a private investigation of some firm have them investigate too Take this up to the higher-ups. Report this to the NHL. Let it be known. The Chicago Blackhawks swept this under the rug. And this hurts me a lot because... You're a fan, yeah? Yeah, right. My old phone has the Chicago Blackhawks case. I have a stocking cap that... I was looking at earlier in the week. 
It is a Chicago Blackhawks stocking cap. I, <clears throat> I, I liked the the hat. Notice the word that I used there. Liked the hat. I have Blackhawks jerseys. I have shirts. I have Blackhawks pajamas that I currently wear. This hurts me because this is my team. This is this is the team that I supported. This is the team that got me into hockey. Not because I'm from Illinois, just because that's what was on. They were on the Stanley Cup when I was watching it. When I first started watching the Stanley Cup. First Stanley Cup I watched was in 09, Penguins versus the Red Wings. Actually, yeah, yeah. First or sorry, 08, 08, Penguins versus Red Wings. I watched the 09 Cup. I watched the 2010 Cup. And I loved the way this, the Blackhawks played. I I do not know how to feel about this other than just I'm hurt. I'm angry. And my morals of you know, I will always be loyal to a team no matter what is severely questioned. Yeah. I it it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a breakup that I'm feeling right now, um, and you might think that's silly, but let me explain why. It's like you know you put a lot of effort and heart and soul into no, this yeah, team. No, that's that's not silly. And and <clears throat> and they and then this happens. They do something yeah. very questionable. Well, it's and very so, um, it's uh, it's very. Uh, reminiscent of last summer with my Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh yeah. So uh, but, uh, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Not, so not go the ahead. same, but, but the way they handled it, it's, it's the way they handle things, it's the way you react and the way I feel about this right now. It's like it, the way I, the, the reason I compare it to a breakup, it's like the other party did something that I have to figure out if I can move on and forgive what happened, the mistake that they made, the horrible mistake. Do we play a game? I play a game occasionally on Twitch sometimes, but I haven't had time to play games on Twitch. The primary channel that we do is we do a, a podcast on here. But I appreciate you stopping by. Sometimes I play games, though, sometimes. It's just very recently I haven't, and I haven't decided what I wanted to play and that would fit on my Twitch channel. Primary thing is a podcast, though. We're, we're, you jumped in at a very weird time. We're talking about a very serious topic. Normally, we aren't super serious, but this is something that I wanted to talk about and have been wanting to talk about for a few weeks now because it's, it's bothered me. And I think it's, there are lessons to be learned here. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's, it's hey, all good. You're good. Thanks um, for coming by, Dark. That's great. Yeah. Feel free to stay or, or not. I, it, it's yeah, up, stick it's, around, man. It's, it's, up, it's, only up to, it's solely up to you. Um. But yeah, like I, I just, right now I'm at a crossroad. It's like, <clears throat> I'm stunned. I'm, can I move on from this? Like, yeah, none of the people in the organization during that time period are there now. None of them are there anymore. Coach Joel Quenville was one of my favorite coaches ever that I've watched and that I, I loved his craft. 
Can I feel the same way about him now? Uh, the person, uh, Al, Mc I think his name is Al McInnes. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember his actual role. I don't, I don't know if that's the video coach or who it was. Um, the Hockey Hall of Fame yesterday scratched out his name on the cup. Well, As okay, wait, 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 wait. Like I said, the Hawkeye shit is not the same shit. Right, every every instance is individualized, and that's good. Right? I mean, you, I know you're an individual guy, like take by take, story by story. Like that's how you are. <clears throat> I, obviously, I can tell how uh, upset you are. Like it's not. I don't think it's fake or forced or whatever. As a fan, what I think your question is, if I may, as a fan. What do I do when shit like this comes out about my team? Like, how do I act? How do I, how do I, how do I react? Like, how do, so I look, I look into my closet and I'm like, I'm not even sure if I can wear this right now. It's, 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 I get it. I get it. I, I, something like this is just. What 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 do you have to you have to you have to lay your head on um how they move from this now you you just told me a ten year period of them covering it up that's tough man like that's I don't I, I don't know how the NHL works and how they could get away with something like that. Maybe that's the NHL didn't know, right? But I mean, okay, a cover up in general, right? How do you justify? How do you separate fandom from an artist? You know, that, like that's how I look at it. Like it's tough. It's difficult. You don't. I would personally, and I'm just an idiot who knows nothing. Uh, you have to like separate like fandom from the actual thing and the fact that like if you're not just a stan, like if something bad happens and you don't just sweep it under the rug because you're a fan. You've already you as a fan have already won because you're questioning it. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot. Of, uh, there's a lot of Blackhawk fans that are gonna say, "Oh, he was lying," or or this and that, or blah blah blah. They'll, they'll cope, right? There's a lot of fans that will cope when you put it out and you say, "I don't know." I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Do I? Do I? sell my jerseys do i get rid of them type of a thing <clears throat> i would i would say if if the if the blackhawks are a good organization like you think they are or like they you think they should be they will right the wrong and stick with them until they do and if they don't then you can cross that bridge okay but like 
That's crazy, man. Like I, you know, I didn't know that. I mean, you just li- like you you went through like all of the steps that were taken. I mean, over a decade. That's crazy. I remember. I remember 2010. I'm not a hockey fan. I remember rooting for the Blackhawks because I'm a Cubs fan, right? So like, um, yeah, that's Jason. That's tough, buddy. Uh, I, that sucks. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like knowing that nobody on that team is there anymore gives Helps. me solace. But yeah. the fact that it took ten years, the fact that it took ten years, and the fact that those individuals that were involved in there were 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 in the NHL or with the Blackhawks for five plus years after the fact, the fact that this this man. Who, you know, this guy just wanted to play hockey, and his dream of hockey was ruined because of this. Yeah, it's well, it's, and and also I'll I'll give it. So earlier I was like, <clears throat> I'm not going to comment until I know the entire story or whatever. This is a guy who was on the team who was a part of the team who won the Stanley Cup. So it's not it's not somebody who was washed up and needs. To, you know, yeah, he's you not know doing what I'm it saying? for attention or anything like that. Yeah, that's I, yeah exactly. Like, like yeah, if he no. was doing it for attention, he would have revealed his name immediately. Right. It's tough, man. Like that interview with TSN. I haven't watched the entire interview. I watched just a snippet of it, and it's like, I'm not ready for this interview yet. I'm not ready. I just I'm not mentally ready for this interview to 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 watch it because you know like but it's weird it's weird to stand for a a team. You know what I mean? It it's it's you know, we all have our I only have like four teams, right? So like if one of them spent the Hawkeyes, when the Hawkeyes went through the racial shit, I was like I didn't know what to do for the longest time. Like, it was wild. And uh, Q said, uh, support the team, don't support the actions. I totally, 100% agree with that. Um, but because that you're also very important as a fan to stand up and call out your own side's bullshit. And so good on you for doing that. You know, yeah. at least at least you can do that. At least, you know, you can look back and if they if they continue to bury, 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 sweep it under the rug, like whatever, then you can walk away with your head held high. Right. But if they look at it, acknowledge it, get rid of it, say that we fucked up, you know, then you can wear those fucking colors proud, you know, so. I, I the NHL the the fine because the NHL fined the Blackhawks. I'm not happy with the fine. I'm not happy. It's not that oh I'm not happy because they fined them. No, I'm not happy because they fined them two million dollars. Right for ten years, for ten years. What was that? Well, that, that goes back to uh, Q's when he hit me up this guy's life is ruined for what 
you know, money, a trophy. One thing that I will push back on is he said, um, for an alleged thing, or or for what did you, what did you say, baby? I'm so sorry. You said something about like maybe f- not faking it. False accusations is what you said. They screwed up that investigation. False reporting. If it was false, then yeah. Like if you lie, if you lie about it, then yes. Fuck you. Don't lie about shit because that shit really does happen. Mm-hmm. Don't lie because then it minimalizes shit that really does happen, right? But it sounds to me, you know, a guy from the outside, it sounds to me like you've got a lot of a lot of fucking examples about these guys <laughs> not doing it right. And this this isn't the first time that a player has been involved with sexual misconduct or anything like that. With the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Patrick Kane, uh, most likely a Hockey Hall of Famer, um, Chicago Blackhawks winger, I think it is, or center, I don't know, some good player. I think it was in 2015, 2015, there was a woman from New York that reported that um, she was, um, I don't know if I could say that word on Twitch, but you get the point. Uh, so, So, the R word. That's so. I think you should read cues. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna read this on right audio because I don't. I mean, anybody that watches this back on YouTube can right. can take a look at it. But anybody that listens on Spotify, I want to be careful with these things because some of these things are very personal, sure. and I don't want to broadcast that. Sure. sure. Yeah. I. I that that's I'm conflicted about that too, uh, uh, but because I kind of question what the do the, does the player actually see the words you know that I'm that I'm that I say or whatever like that. No, I, I I will say it right now. Like I don't think they'll ever see this, but I will say it right now. I wholeheartedly am with Kyle. I'm, Kyle, I'm with you. I'm disgusted at. The actions of the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm deeply hurt that the fact that they they failed you. There's no other words than just they failed you. And I I hope I hope that there's going to be healing from this. No one. No one should have had to suffer this, especially for 10 years. Especially for 10 years. I will never understand what you went through because I was never there. But damn it. I'm 100% with you. I'm 100% with you. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. You're like, I don't. 
other than just support you and i'm i don't envy you right now because you are faced with a you have been faced with a you were faced with a tough decision in 2010 and you've been faced with tough decisions and tough thoughts for 10 years and you're faced with tough decisions right now too I 100% support you. 100%. Yeah. 100% support you. I'm, as a Blackhawks fan, as somebody that supported the Blackhawks, granted, unknowing, unknowingly, know, it, like I didn't know that, that this happened, I want to extend my apologies to you. Um, I want to extend my apologies that... This happened and that I supported this organization during that time. And I understand, you know, you can't really fault me because I didn't know. But still, I feel dirty. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. Yeah. Like, that's a. There, I, I recently looked at pictures of me with the Chicago Blackhawks winning the, the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup from 2015. Like I, there's a picture of me with that Stanley that that exact Stanley Cup because the cup travels with me wearing a Chicago Blackhawks hat and a Chicago Blackhawks jersey. You know, dramatic irony, hindsight, twenty twenty, whatever you want to call it. Like that hurts me. That hurts me to 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 look at that and say, man, like that's. I supported a team that failed him. But it's all it's it's very important to let him know as a fan. You know what I mean? That you feel that way. Be like, you know, th- just what you said. You know, that shit is, that shit goes a long way, dude. Where you're just like, hey, I am a fan. I want to still be a fan. Like, I'm questioning it, like, the entire time. But, like, I feel bad. Like, that's empathy, you know? It's important. It's something that's lost where maybe you feel a certain way and then like the thing that you love goes another way and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I had no idea that this organization would do that, but. Yeah, I'm I. At this current moment, I do believe that I still will be a Blackhawks fan. It's just my passion for the team is not where it was um, before learning about these things. Um, I want to enjoy watching Blackhawks games again. And I want to enjoy having that logo and supporting it, showing the pride that I have for this team. That, right now, is difficult. Um... It will get easier with time, but that's not to say that you know I'm I'm gonna forget that this happened. And, sure. You know, every time I see that logo now, it's it's 
It's hard. It's it's hard. I you know every 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 morning, every morning I'm scrolling through my closet just looking at shirts. What am I gonna wear today? And then I come across this Blackhawks T-shirt and I freeze. I freeze. I do. I stop at that shirt and I freeze. Yeah, but it's like it's like Q says. Like that's it's a good thing that you have. You know, <clears throat> a, a light goes off in your head. Where you're like, Ugh. like if you just were like. <laughs> Yeah, if I was just like, oh, it's, right. if I was just like, oh, it, it happened, it's all good. No, right. no, that's 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 no, no. It, the fact that it happened, yeah, it's all part of it. You yeah, know? I mean, hopefully, hopefully, it's not ever, especially with when it comes to like um, sports or art or something like that. Like you hope that like it's never that's never an aspect of it, but it eventually will catch up to you. Shitty things are going to happen to the things that you love. Your mm-hmm. heroes are going to be. They're they're going to show you an ugly side. I've experienced that a lot. I've I was a big fan of Kevin Spacey before. Yeah, right. That happened. I mean, it's I'm not a, I'm not a fan of cult, cancel culture. Like I despise sure, cancel culture. Sure, no, no, yeah, no, it's, it, but that's different. It's yeah. it's just I need time to process how I'm going to handle this and what decision I'm going to make after this. Do I still want to support you or not? You know, Your that, ability to call bullshit is like a superpower, as far as I'm concerned, for real. Yeah, um, and like, man, like, I, I, I still love hockey. Hockey is one of my favorite sports. I love it. I will never. This isn't gonna, you know, lessen my love for for hockey. This isn't gonna lessen my love for the NHL. But the Kyle. Man, there are a lot of people with you here. There are millions of people with you. And there are millions of people that feel sorry for you. There are millions of people that are angry with you. But none of the millions will be able to feel what you're feeling. None of us will. So the Chicago Blackhawks, make this right. You failed a player. You destroyed someone's dream of of playing in the NHL and enjoying his time in the NHL. You need to pay up. You, You have a responsibility, in my opinion. You have a responsibility to pay him reparations for your severe misconduct, your lack of leadership. You owe him the time he's lost. And you can never repay him the time. So you got to pay him the money that he potentially could have earned. Pay that up. That's more than $2 million. You know that's more than $2 million. Additionally, pay up. Donate to sexual assault centers in the Chicago area. Make you have a chance to make this right. I expect you to make it right. You will never be able to make it fully right. Never. You will never. I don't care. You will never. But you have a chance to go in the right direction. The resignations are the correct. They are steps in the right direction. 
But just because you, the reg- resignations happened and the fine happened of just a measly $2 million absolutely does not mean that your work is done. As far as I'm concerned, your work will never be done. This is a stain on you that will t- stay with you forever, and you have an obligation and a duty to continue to make it right. I don't expect anything less of you. Do that for me and do that for Kyle. Do that especially for Kyle. I know it's very serious. It's a very serious way oh, hell yeah. to end this, but you know, what I mean, I, I don't have any other, other I know it's just you could think it's a little bit awkward to end uh, on this note, but Damn it, I'm, this is something that I needed to say, even though, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks may never see this. You know, Kyle Beach may never see this. For all I care, only five people may see this. I don't care. I'm going to say what I have to say. Oh, yeah. And I think we all have a, we all have a duty and an obligation to hold each other accountable. No matter what our relationship to them is, yeah. It was I enjoyed the beginning. The end was hard. The end was was hard. But it, to me it was necessary and I apologize if we lost anybody along the way uh for the seriousness. Turkirk, I thank you for filling in for Skidap. Do you have any final thoughts? I know I put you on the spot. It's it's <clears> difficult. <throat> I don't expect you to be like, "Oh man, this is it's hard to follow up. Say whatever you feel like you need to say, and you know it doesn't I, need to be related. It doesn't even need to be related to anything that we just talked about. No, I'm. I will. Uh, I will do exactly what I love about this podcast, and I will read out comments from people who were here. Q, thank you for coming by. He says. That shows you're human. You are no less beautiful in heart like the rest of us. Cancel culture has more power because we are stuck in caves. No thanks to COVID. I feel you and I love you. For your honest feelings, for your fellow brother, your your thoughts on this is inspiring. Great stream. And it's exactly how I feel about this podcast. Come in here. Tell your friends. Come in here. Do exactly what Q did. Q, go tell your friends. Next Thursday, these guys are going to do it again. You come in here, you comment, you control this podcast. Not these talking heads. So, and uh, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful to to say, to to um, air grievances or uh, talk about things that you maybe you're not certain about or you have questions about and Maybe things that you think you're certain about. And listen. Listen first and foremost. That's that's the that's the thing that this podcast has always taught me. I was in the comments. That's that's how I ended up here. Um Yeah, be safe. Be safe, stay healthy. Fuck yeah, dude. You know, we've we've all got our we've all got a uh, a role to play in this weird fucked up version of life and um 
I couldn't be more happy and thankful for uh, Jason and Skidap for allowing me to be a part of this podcast. And thank you, thank you, thank you a billion times over. Billions and billions times over. Thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, thank you so much, Q, for actually stopping in. I and, and hell yeah, I, I really hope that we have you in next week also. What you got there, Circle? Well, hold on one real quick. I just think I have a little something. You're bringing the pink hair? I can't hear me. No, I'm not going to put on no hair. I'm going to be nice. Just want to get a couple things ready to go before you say those magic words. Hold on now. Hang on. As is tradition. Okay, two seconds. Oh, I think I know. Oh no! No! Oh, no. no! 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 It's it's not even that. It's not even. It's not that. It's not that. Okay, here we go. My new favorite podcast. You're too kind, as your uh, countrymen would say. You guys are. You guys are too nice. But anyway, thank you very much for having me. It's 1.49 a.m. Midwest Standard Time. Go ahead. Roll credits. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Stay healthy, SQ says. And I also agree with that. Be well, everybody. Take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Roll close.